0: Welcome to the What is Truth podcast. Hope everyone is doing rather great. Had a couple of uh, (laughs) streaming issues. Apparently I was live streaming over on Odyssey, which we will do after this segment. So if you were on Odyssey and you caught a couple of live streams, I had a couple of malfunctions. Uh, Anyways, we are here. Some of us are of that nature, but nonetheless, we will get the show started. <laughs> All right, what's up, Demelza? What's up, DJ mossy What's up, Kitty Cat? Hope you're feeling better. Marion G of G's, Secret Squirrel, <clears throat> Miss T, and the lovely Miss Heb of course. Got everyone, what's up, Stephanie? Hell yeah, UFC in the house. Uh, should be a fun show. Let's see, make sure I'm not missing anyone. What's up, Alex George O'Brien? Welcome to the stream, y'all. All right, weeping Willow. All right, all right. So, um, before we get started, I do have Ian Davis on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, the first, uh, which will be 2 p.m. or I'm sorry, my time, 2 p.m. Eastern and 7 p.m. UK time on Odyssey. Ian Davis is a G of G's. I think I have his info real quick right here.
1: Uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy that that show. He is an awesome dude. Where is it? Hmm. I had it. Uh sorry. So what the hell's going on here. Okay, there we go. There's Ian Davis. He's from the UK, and
0: his perspectives are what caught my attention to him. Very, very intelligent guy. And that will be Tuesday live on Odyssey, 7 p.m. And then on Thursday. I'll be with Charlie Robinson at 7 p.m. my time. So I'm not sure if I will do it live. Maybe I'll just pre-record it and upload it. So that's Charlie Robinson, my man. Uh so it'll be it'll be a good next week coming up. So if you haven't already done so, please follow me on Odyssey. Link should be
1: there in the description there. Alright, let's see here. That's not the one I want. Okay, there we go. Um, follow
0: me on Odyssey. And one way to help the show, besides the Patreon, of course. One way to do it without spending any money. All you have to spend is a couple of minutes. Is uh, If you can review the podcast, if you listen to it on Spotify, give it five stars, please. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, you can actually write a review. I had a couple of reviews that I hadn't seen in a while. And uh, one of them said that the content is good, just a little too many pee jokes. <laughs> Which we do on Odyssey. Uh, right here on YouTube, we try to keep it a little more rated G. So uh, that's one way to really help the show. It'll, you know... Ever since we had our daddy gate issues, it's been hard and hard to, uh, you know, get the viewership. It's been, it's been a grind. Uh, We are coming up on episode 100 very soon. I'm trying to figure out who I'm going to have on for that special episode, but it's been a grind. I'm not going to lie. There's been several times where
1: I've thought about just not continuing it was a huge blow when i lost the channel
0: and um starting from scratch has been has been tough and i hadn't talked about it too much but here i am we're getting close on episode 100 probably be reflecting more when i do that one but uh yeah it's been tough it's been tough been thinking about throwing in the towel a few times you know for the last few months um people have been getting quiet even in the facebook group no reactions no comments people look at shit uh it's been <laughs> it, it's been messing with my mind man whether i need to continue or not so if you guys enjoy the content show me please give me those reviews on the podcast platforms I know it's a pain in the ass, it doesn't cost any money, but it takes a couple of minutes of your time to do, but uh, it shows me that you guys really do care, that you guys really want me to continue, Um, but the lack of inactivity, whether anywhere, on Twitter, on Facebook, on reviews, all that lack of inactivity is (laughs) really messing with my mind in many ways, so uh, if you guys could do that, I would really appreciate it. So, sorry about the long promo. Let's get on to the damn show. All right. So, Mark Zuckerberg was on the Joe Rogan podcast uh, a couple of days ago. And I want to play a couple of clips for you that were rather
1: interesting. The it's It was almost a three-hour podcast. And, um, it was a three hour podcast. The first hour and
0: change was kind of boring me, but maybe Joe Rogan was doing it on purpose by design. He didn't want to get into the real meat of the discussion or, you know, right off the bat. Uh, but around the two hour mark, Joe Rogan brings up the Hunter laptop. Hunter Biden laptop story, which was suppressed everywhere, Twitter, everywhere, YouTube. You couldn't talk about it. It was misinformation, Russian propaganda, blah, blah, blah. We now know that the Hunter Biden laptop story was 100% legitimate. And uh, yeah, very, very nefarious activities went on. And Joe Rogan brought up
1: that whole ordeal. And uh, watch Mr. Zuckerberg's body language. Let me find here. And uh, let's play it, and we will break it down.
2: So just be vigilant. So our protocol is different from Twitter's. What Twitter did is they said, you can't share this at all. Um, We didn't do that. What what we do is we have... um, if something is reported to us as potentially um, misinformation, important misinformation, we we also have this third party fact checking program because we don't want to be deciding what's true and false. And for the, I think it was five or seven days when it was basically being um, being determined whether it was false. Um, the distribution on Facebook was decreased, but people were still allowed to share it. So you could still share it, you could still consume it. So when um, you say the distribution is decreased? In, it, it got shared. It, how does that work? It basically the ranking in newsfeed was a little bit less. So fewer people saw it than would have otherwise. So it definitely by what percentage? I, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's 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 meaningful. But I mean, but basically, a um, a lot of people were still able to share it. We got a lot of complaints that that was the case. Um, you know, obviously this is a hyper political issue. So depending on what side of the political spectrum you either think we didn't censor enough or censored it way too much. But right. but we weren't sort of as black and white about it as, as Twitter. We just kind of thought, hey, look, if if the FBI, which you know, I still view as a legitimate institution in this country, it's like very professional law enforcement, they come to us and tell us that we need to be on guard about something, then I want to take that seriously. Did they specifically say you need to be on guard about that story? I, I, no, I, I don't remember if it was that specifically, but it was. it basically fit the pattern. When something like that turns out to be real, is there regret for not having it evenly distributed and for throttling the distribution of that story? what do you mean evenly distributed i mean uh, evenly in that it's not suppressed it's not yeah sub- yeah yeah i mean it's it sucks yeah yeah i mean because i mean it turned out after the fact i mean the fact checkers looked into it no one was able to say it was false right so so basically it had this period where, where it was getting list distribution um so yeah i mean i, I but i think like I, I think it probably it sucks though i think in the same way that probably having to go through like a criminal trial but being proven innocent in the end sucks. Like, it still sucks to have, have, like, that you had to go through a criminal trial, but at the end you're free. Um, so it's, I, I don't know if the answer would have been don't do anything or don't have any process. I think the process was
0: pretty. All right. So, enough of that nonsense. Uh, very interesting that the FBI
1: went to Facebook to have them remove the story and um
0: freedom of speech where is it when you have government entities silencing things and i'm gonna cover alex berenson if you guys don't know who alex berenson is uh you guys will be i mean this is all related this is what joe rogan had zuckerberg on on thursday very next day, he had Alex Berenson on, who had been deplatformed off of Twitter, and he fought it. Twitter had to settle it, and Twitter had to reinstate him. And in Alex Berenson's case, the U.S. government went to Twitter and asked that he be removed. So. Here we have Zuckerberg saying the
1: FBI asked them to shadow ban the Hunter Biden laptop story. And then we have the government telling Twitter to
0: deplatform Alex Berenson. This is an egregious state of affairs that we're living in, where this blatant censorship. Things that are true. In this case, the Hunter Biden laptop has been 100%
1: proven true. In the case of Alex Berenson, who criticized the vaccines,
0: everything he said had been 100% true. And he had to be forced to be reinstated. He forced himself to be reinstated. This is an egregious state of affairs we're living in where this kind of bullshit is happening. And people getting deplatformed, getting labeled, all kinds of crazy stuff. And then after the fact, when it's proven true, where there's no wiggle room to debate it. Oh, you know. Oops, our bad is essentially what these clowns are saying. Troubling times. And um, yeah, so let me, actually, there was another timestamp I wanted to show real
1: quick. And that was, what was it? 225? 45 2:25 me get to it, guys.
2: Is shadow banning a real thing? And what does that mean?
1: Well, I, I mean, there's... No-
0: okay, so Joe Rogan asked him, is shadow banning a real thing? Let's hear him explain this.
2: No policy that is shadow banning. So I think it's sort of a slang term. Um, but that maybe refers to some of the demotions that we're talking about, right? So if someone posts something that gets marked as false by, by a fact checker, then it'll get somewhat less shown. in Just feed. that post or all of their posts for the future? I, I think that there's... If, if you do it once, then it's that. And then I think if there's like some history within a page or th- there's, there's kind of different rules for pages and groups and different things, um, then there can be some kind of, some kind of broader, um, broader policy that applies. But, um, when I look into this stuff, because I mean, a lot of my friends and people I know just send me examples because unfortunately there are a lot of mistakes. I mean, I think part of the, the issue is that, okay, if there's,
0: so he's trying to say that shadow banning isn't really a thing. It's a slang term, blah blah blah. Oh, really? Uh,
1: let me pull up exhibit <laughs> exhibit A. Uh, let me pull it up here. Okay. So here we have. Uh, I made this tweet
0: again tweet and retweet y'all what are you guys scared about god damn it (laughs) are you guys scared of the truth just kidding um so i made this tweet about an hour ago so mark zuckerberg made the claim on the joe rogan podcast that facebook does not shadow ban maybe i'm a little slow but this appears to be a form of shadow banning that happened to me recently. If you're listening to audio form, check out my Odyssey and you'll see the images. Uh, so here is a screenshot from my Facebook account. You have multiple restrictions on your account. See the restrictions. You can't go live for 35 days. You can't advertise for thirty five days. your group posts will be moved lower in feed for thirty five days. I'm no rocket scientist, but that looks like some goddamn shadow banning. It's <laughs> over so him to sit there and and try to act like this shadow banning doesn't happen is completely absurd and here's the kicker this happened as you can see there on april 28th i these these harsh restrictions were due to an image a meme that i shared from occupied democrats they put a meme of trump uh, it was called a trump teeny which was a mix of vodka and a part mix of bleach or clorox it was clearly a joke it was clearly a funny meme i shared it and this is what happened to me two years later (laughs) if you don't think that's ridiculous then i don't know what to tell you but yeah that that really that really started to grind my gears if you know what I'm saying, it's complete horseshit. So, you can listen to the Zuckerberg podcast. I, I sat or I listened to all three hours, and those were the two main things that that really, really got to me. The, like I said, the first hour is kind of boring. Uh, he's trying to prop up the metaverse and all this crap. Uh, but yeah, those were two of the parts that I got to. And if you don't want to listen to three hours, I you just got a little taste of it right there. Uh, all right, let's move on to Alex. Berenson. This is from Insider.
1: The author is Katie Balzat, my itch? Balavitch. Sorry. I
0: need to get my cum goggles on so that I can read. <laughs> Just kidding. It's all jokes. I had to throw in the pee jokes since someone wrote a review that I do pee-pee jokes a lot, so I gotta throw them in, you know, just to make them happy. Um, Alright. Alex Berenson has been permanently suspended from Twitter, a spokesperson told NBC News. Berenson called his suspension from Twitter censorship as he defended himself and relocated to Substack. In his final tweet, Berenson slammed COVID-19 vaccine mandates as insanity. Real quick, um, Alex Berenson is a former New York Times journalist, a quote unquote legitimate journalist. He has been calling out the Jabby Jabs for quite some time, criticizing it. Everything he has said has been based on data and information publicly available
1: to anyone and everyone. Everything he has said has come out to be factually true
0: so let's move on here is the editor's note this story has been updated from an earlier version to more accurately reflect the types of messages berenson was sharing and to note that twitter later reinstated berenson's account look at the slant that this author takes but it's hilarious i do find it funny that they called him a uh vaccine skeptic they didn't call him an anti-vaxxer uh the pejorative that seems to prevail anyone criticizing this procedure uh but they did call him a skeptic (laughs) which i guess is an upgrade all right twitter permanently suspended former new york times reporter alex Berenson for violating the platform's covid 19 misinformation guidelines In his final tweet, Berenson slammed the vaccine COVID-19 mandates as insanity. It doesn't stop infection or transmission. Don't think of it as a vaccine. Think of it at best as a therapeutic with a limited window of efficacy and terrible side effect profile that must be dosed in advance of illness. As we want to mandate it, insanity Berenson tweeted. A Twitter spokesperson told MC News that Berenson's account was permanently suspended for repeated violations of our COVID-19 misinformation rules. This was a tweet that did it. Entirely accurate, Berenson wrote, referencing his final tweet. I can't wait to hear what a jury will make of this. Berenson gained popularity among conservatives. Uh terrible. He gained popularity amongst Anyone that didn't believe in these ridiculous mandates and forced procedures. And it wasn't all conservatives. I am far from conservative myself. Many of my friends are conservative, but I am far from it myself. And I enjoyed Berenson's take on this. So, but the way this slant is, it's tr- there, you could see where they're going with this narrative they're lightly trying to push him as a i don't know as, as some kind of a weird outcast even though he himself is non-partisan non-ideological he slams biden he slams trump he's non anything but here they are you know you can see the narrative they're pushing here uh For the past few weeks on Twitter, Berenson has mischaracterized just about every detail regarding the vaccines to make the dubious case that most people would be better off avoiding them. Quite dubious case, huh? Uh, He has proven why. So I don't know if it's quite dubious as this article claims. As his conspiratorial nonsense accelerates toward the pandemic's finish line, he has proved himself The secretariat of being wrong, political Derek Thompson's, wrote in April 2021. Boy, were you wrong, Mr. Thompson. He posted about his suspension on Substack. In a statement, he said, Twitter's actions qualified as censorship. We have reached a dangerous moment. Social media companies that have audiences which dwarf any other are now actively censoring reporters at the behest of governments. Berenson told Insider. I will continue to fight to get out the truth and I'm considering legal options. Soon after the suspension, the Daily Beast said Berenson tweeted from a different account named at GenRescue. Censorship is dumb, a tweet from that account read. <laughs> um... While the account currently has no identifying information at time of publication, The Daily Beast reported the account previously had definitely not Alex Berenson at its bio, which included a link to Berenson's substack. Despite his, its initial indication on July 6, 2022, twin, Twitter reinstated Berenson's account, in a statement to Insider, a Twitter spokesperson said the parties have come to a mutually <laughs> acceptable resolution. Twitter has reinstated Mr. Berenson. Upon further review, Twitter acknowledges Mr. Berenson's tweets should not have led to a suspension at that time. Bravo to Mr. Berenson. He fought the system, has won victory against Twitter. He is now. Going after the US American government. He was on, as I said earlier, he was on uh, the Joe Rogan podcast yesterday, or he was probably on a few days ago, but Joe Rogan released it yesterday. I listened to the entire podcast and I don't agree with everything he says. There's some things that
1: eh, I don't know about that, man, but you could tell he believes in what he speaks. And that, to me, is what I appreciate about people.
0: You can tell when people are BSing you or or feeding you some kind of bullshit story, and you can tell when people are legitimately convinced and have their conviction set. So, although I don't agree with everything he he says or or, or writes, um, you know, you, you I I, t- I love his sincerity. Uh, You know, that that comes across from him and his work on the vaccines. As you can see here, Twitter has now acknowledged that everything he said was not wrong. (laughs) So you just read I just read you what one person said about um, his stance and conspiratorial and all this crap that pejoratives that they were tagging him with. And Twitter reinstated him and said everything he said was good <laughs> so now Mr. Berenson, according to his uh, his appearance on Joe Rogan, which I listened to, he is now suing the American government because they violated his First Amendment rights. He has shown on his Twitter that the government
1: went to Twitter and asked Twitter to remove Alex Berenson.
0: For the government to go to Twitter and have someone removed, that
1: is a blatant show of defaming the First Amendment.
0: And everything that he had said was correct. And for the government to go to Twitter to have him removed. There's no reason. I don't see how he can lose his court case. He's got a solid team. And I'm sure he's going to win. And good on him. He took on big Twitter. He took on big government. And uh, he's already got one victory under his belt. And I, I have no question He's gonna. it's going to be a slam dunk. He's got the evidence through discovery while his suit with Twitter through discovery. He got the emails confirming that the government was conspiring with Twitter to take him down. So good on him. Um, All right. Let's move on
1: to our next uh, delicious article. This is by...
0: This is on The Guardian. I've got a couple articles from The Guardian that you may like um, or not like. (laughs) Like and subscribe, goddammit. If you haven't already, anyways. Uh, All right. Insects. Okay. This is from The Guardian. Author is
1: Oliver Millman. Millman. Milkman. Maggot Milkman.
0: I'm just making things up now. All right, insects could give meaty taste to food and help environment S- scientists find. I subscribe to my homeboy Eriobe Moric from Geopolitics and Empire. I subscribe to him um, everywhere, but I also follow him on uh, his Telegram, and he posts a lot of a lot of great articles that he finds. So I did get inspiration from his Telegram. So. That is a caveat. Uh, All right. Flavorings made from mealworms could one day be used on convenience food as a source of protein. Insects can be turned into meat-like flavors, helping provide a more environmentally friendly alternative to traditional meat options, scientists have discovered. Mealworms, the larval form of the yellow mealworm beetle, have been cooked with sugar by researchers who found that the result is a meat-like flavoring that could one day be used on convenience food as a source of protein. While meatworms have, until now, mostly been used as snacks for pets or as bait while fishing, they have potential as a food source for humans to help get the recognizable flavors of meat without the harmful impacts upon the climate, as well as direct air and water pollution of raising beef, pork, other animal-based foods. Insects are a nutritious and healthy food source with high amounts of fatty acids, vitamins, minerals, fiber, and high-quality protein, which is like that of meat. And I'm surprised they didn't say like chicken. Says In Keechol, a researcher at Wang Wang... uh, Sorry. Wang Wang University in South Korea, who led the study. Many consumers seriously like and need animal protein in our diet. However, traditional livestock farming produces more greenhouse gas emissions and do. So here we go. Pushing the green agenda. Um,
1: Yeah. Go green, everyone. Um, In Odyssey, we can get more into that. On the
0: other hand... Insect farming requires just a fraction of the land, water, and feed in comparison to traditional livestock farming. Cho said that the edible insects such as mealworms and crickets were (laughs) superfoods. They have long been enjoyed by communities in Asia, Africa, and South America. However, people in Europe and North America are generally more squeamish about eating insects, despite recent forays by several restaurants and supermarkets into providing insect options for consumers. So it seems like it's being pushed, you know, ushering in a decade of eating bugs and such. Uh, The use of mealworms as a meat-like flavoring may help bridge this gap, researchers hope. The new study, which will be presented to the American Chemical Society this week, found that the flavors were released when mealworms were heated with sugars, with proteins and sugars interacting and caramelizing in a range of meat-like and savory flavors.
3: Mm, yeah!
1: <laughs> Alright, enough of that shit. So, be ready. Bugs and, uh, and such to... To be on the foray of discussion, as some may say. Uh, let's see, where are we at? Uh, uh, where is my image? Okay, before we move on to the next subject, I just wanted to. All right. Eating bugs stops the weather
0: <laughs> this image goes perfectly uh <laughs> perfectly with that article we just read so uh next article this will be our last one this uh wind up went a little bit longer than usual but uh it's been fun
1: all right last article here we go where the hell you at bruh okay Another inspiration
0: from the telegram by my boy, Erio Moric From the Guardian, Chelsea Henshaw is the author. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Tasty, tasty gummy bears. Look at that. Wind turbine blades could be recycled, recycled in more and pieces, into gummy bears, scientists say. Researchers design composite resin for blades that can be broken down to make new products including sweets look at that that looks
2: luscious it looks delicious
0: gosh darn it all right the next generation of wind turbine blades could be recycled into gummy bears at the end of their service scientists have said <laughs> so they want us to eat bugs uh recycled wind turbines what the what the I'm a cameraman, is going on here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Researchers at Michigan State University have made a composite resin for the blades by combining glass fibers with a plant-derived polymer and a synthetic one. Once the blades have reached the end of their lifespan, the materials can be broken down and recycled to make new products, including turbine blades and chewy sweets. Wind power is one of the dominant forms of renewable energy. However, turbine blades, usually made of fiberglass, can be as long as half of a football field and cause problems with disposal, (laughs) with many discarded in landfills when they reach the end of their use cycle. To combat the waste, researchers designed a new form of resin, digesting the resin into an alkaline solution-produced potassium lactate, which can be purified and made into sweets and sports drinks. We recovered food-grade potassium lactate and used it to make gummy bear candies which I ate, said John Dorgan, one of the authors of the paper. <laughs> the alkaline digestion also released polymethyl methacrylate or PMMA, a common acrylic material used in the windows of car and tail lights. Sounds delicious. Yes. <laughs> On eating gummy bears that are derived from wind turbine, Dorgan says, A carbon atom derived from a plant like corn or grass is no different from a carbon atom that came from a fossil fuel. It's all part of the global carbon cycle, and we've shown that we can go from biomass in the field to durable plastic materials and back to foodstuffs. He added, The beauty of our resin system is that at the end of its use cycle we can dissolve it and that releases it from whatever matrix it's in so that it can be used over and over again in an infinite loop that's the goal of the circular economy researchers will present their results on Tuesday at a meeting of the American Chemical Society (laughs) they plan to make the blades for field testing (laughs) alright who wants to eat some gummy bears
1: oh shit was my article going up yeah it was i believe so uh experts say
0: yeah it was all right i wasn't sure if it was showing so there you have it um (laughs) (sighs) thank you for joining me for this wheezy's we can wind up i'm gonna hurry up and make a link for the odyssey version and um shit i don't even i didn't even have time to put the stream yard link so i'll put that up when i make the odyssey link i just been in the grind trying to get all this squared away and as you saw i was a little delayed so uh i'm gonna work on that look for me in about 20 minutes on odyssey and um if you can't find the link or whatever Come back to the video here on YouTube. The pinned comment will have the Odyssey link and that'll take you right to it. So if you can't find it when you go to Odyssey, that's another way to do it. So I will see you guys in about 20 minutes. I need to hurry up and set that up. Thank you guys for coming out. Again, please help out with those reviews. And uh, that will mean a lot to me and truly appreciate everyone that has already done it. And if you haven't, thank you. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the What Is Truth podcast. This is the sequel. It looks like we're live now. Awesome! All right, uh, the Odyssey stream is kicking on. We're gonna wait for people to start coming on in. Um, make sure.
4: Hmm, my image isn't showing up.
0: Yeah, it'll be showing up.
4: Ah, oh, I got you here.
0: All right. Alright y'all, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, you guys weren't expecting this, but uh, we have my man Corey Hughes in the motherfucking house. (laughs) What up Corey?
4: Long time no see. How's things my friend?
0: Dude, I am chilling. It's still hot as fuck over here. My balls are sweaty every goddamn day. I got no AC in my work truck and uh, that's what it is. Uh, you're out here in Florida, too, man. Uh, there's no let-up out here, is there?
4: No, um, living in Florida is like... Uh, so, I used to live in Vegas, and it's really hot there. It gets like 115 sometimes, but it's bearable. Here, it's like 95 degrees, and it feels like you're fucking living under somebody's goddamn nutsack. It's so <laughs> sticky. It's it's unfucking believable Ugh.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man, it's... it's uh. If you've got a ball bag that hangs to and fro, <laughs> it is not the best place to be hanging out. <laughs> Although <laughs> the other day dude, I was um, I was I had just done my workout at the park that I that I usually go to, sitting at a red light and traversing the intersection before me was a fucking 70 year old man look like your standard gramps riding his bike he was wearing a reflective vest and he was standing up riding the bike all right (laughs) i shit you not as he was standing up riding his bike you could see the motherfucker was wearing a g-string you can't make this, I'm like only in fucking florida are you gonna see a 75 year old man riding his bike with a fucking g-string
4: it must it was, have just been because it was really hot out and it was cutting down <laughs> on the on, on, amount of cloth he had on
0: he had to air out the, the old ball bag <laughs> and i guess when you get old that thing starts even hanging uh a little bit more fruitful if you will <laughs> but yeah man how you been bro
4: i've been all right just uh Working on the book, and that's pretty much been my life for the last couple months so that'll be out pretty soon. It'll be finished in the next I don't know four to six weeks something like that if uh everything goes perfectly um so yeah it'll it'll I, I promise the world it will be out before the anniversary on November 22nd so yeah it's it's uh it's fucking good. It's really good. I was really worried about how I could explain some of these things because they're so complicated at times. But uh, it's, it's, it's coming along really well. So I just finished the chapter on the assassination itself, like the mechanics of it, how it went down, who did what, and all that stuff. That chapter covers, you know, literally just about a minute in time. the next chapter I have to write, which I'll start next week, is like the aftermath in Dealey Plaza, what happens in Dealey Plaza. And that's where shit gets complicated. That's where you get a hundred different witness statements that I have to review, Um, you know, put in the right order. So it tells a story. And so I'm not overly looking forward to that, but, um, and then after that, I have to do uh, a section on uh, Oswald's alleged escape from Dealey Plaza where, you know, he uh, is the first person in history to commit an assassination and then flee on public tra- public transportation, and so I have to write a chapter on that because that is not as it appears and so yeah, once those two chapters are done, I'll be about three quarters of the way finished, then I'll only have uh, a couple cha- miscellaneous chapters to go, and that'll be that so it's looking like it's going to be somewhere between five and seven hundred pages and
0: uh five and yeah. seven hundred pages, man Jesus and you've been working on it for quite some time now right
4: well i've only been working on the book for maybe three months four months but i've been work i've been uh researching for over four years last month was four years so yeah, yeah
0: i heard you on uh on with chris matthew um the other day you guys did a, a show together so i did catch um
4: was that the one on david ferry
0: yeah 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 the the whole david ferry business yeah great, that was good great. Great. i like that one yeah, you guys did awesome there. Um, yeah, man. If you want to tell us a little bit more about it, or you know, it's up to you, yeah, man. Sure. You're, you're the you're the guest. I I did see you on YouTube. I recognize you. I just I was already set up, man. So my yeah. bad. I, I later saw that you wanted to get in. I, I would have let you in. I just didn't know what was going on. But uh, dude, like I we set off the camera, man anytime you want to join in on those we week- weekend windups we can go over news articles um, I did one the other day with uh with Eliove, and we were just alternating kind of like when we do the day zero podcast but this time it's just two you know two two and then we try to do a funny article. At the very end, you know, to lighten things up, uh, if you will. And we, I try to keep them at around 30 to 40 minutes. And then we do like we're doing right now we bring it over to Odyssey where, where we could talk about practically whatever the fuck
4: we want. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, Odyssey's cool. Odyssey doesn't care. So yeah. it's a really strange time. Um, you know, the inevitable downfall of the COVID regime. I knew it was inevitable, right? But, you know, it always seems like these guys can make the shit stick around for fucking ever. But now all of a sudden, we're getting a lot of, uh, we're getting mainstream news channels starting to turn on the vaccine. Because you just cannot hide these fucking death numbers, right? You just can't. And so they're having to address it. And uh, so it looks like they're going to now blame the rushed vaccine on Trump, right? That's going to be their new strategy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. And you could see it a mile away, you know, and and part of the reason either on purpose or not, you know, Trump was calling himself the father of the jab and because of operation Warp Speed, it, you know, it was getting rolled out and everything. And yeah, like you said, there that's the narrative uh that they're they're playing out now because even the people that had been that may had received the first shot, even the second shot, A lot of those people are wising up now, man. Um, Even with the Ukraine shit, man, you're starting to see a lot of lefties that are finally fed up. It took them a while. I guess better late than never. But even lefties are now like, bro, what the fuck? Why are we sending all this fucking money to a losing cause to a motherfucker that takes photo shoots on GQ magazine or whatever the fuck? You know, and it's a losing effort. And, and this Zelensky character, man, I mean, the sh- balls of this dude to just constantly be like, hey, c- cop up some more money. You know, this is not enough. G- you know, more money, more money. Come on, y'all. Like, just
4: shameless, man. And, Putin should uh, just take him out. Like, seriously, <laughs> like, one missile to Kiev, and it's fucking done. Um, the thing that's really pissing me off that people don't seem to understand is when Putin went into Ukraine he wasn't trying to be america and like just mass bomb everything and fucking you know proclaim victory in 6 hours that was not his fucking plan uh he's making permanent changes to the world map right these things take time he had strategic goals like so he goes into kiev or i i i i i try to not call it kiev like they're calling it cuz it's fucking kiev. kiev it's always been man. goddamn kiev and so he goes into kiev and They're not there that long and they take out a few strategic locations and then they pull out. And so the news media reports it as uh, the Ukraine successfully pushed back the Russians from Kiev. No, no, no. Stop the presses. That's like such a dumb fucking take on the situation. And it's obvious propaganda, right? The reason the thing is taking so long is because Putin is being extremely surgical in what he's doing. And it was funny about a month ago, I saw an interview with him and uh, he laughed. He's like, this isn't a war. He's like, this is a special operation. He's like, we haven't even done anything serious yet. And that was the goddamn truest statement ever because he could go in there and just carpet bomb that whole fucking country and have it done in like two days. Like seriously, they're not going to do that because that's not his goal. It's not his goal at all. Um, And to see the left, how they make excuses over the biological uh, weapons labs, which is what they were, that were all set up in Ukraine. Um, And they're like, oh, that's just for research. And I hear that, and I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm talking to a fucking mental midget. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, the (laughs) amount of mental gymnastics that a lot of these fucking wokesters and and far leftists have had to make over the last couple years has been truly amazing, man. And I sometimes laugh, man, because I used to be in that camp, man. I'm ashamed. I'm not bragging about it. I'm ashamed of that. And luckily, I I woke up to those fucking shenanigans, man. This fucking woke cancer culture. (laughs) Cancel culture, cancer (laughs) culture, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Complete fucking nonsense, man. I mean, the other, what was it? The other week, Sam Harris uh, got a lot of shit. For you know, equating the hunt or Trump University to to the Hunter Biden laptop story, he probably wouldn't have been so so bad off had he brought up Epstein ties. But instead, he went with Trump University, which was a scam in itself, no question. Uh, but to compare it to Hunter Biden laptop, where there's potentially child porn fucking corruption to the highest levels to compare it to that dude was fucking out of his mind and the funny thing about sam harris what used to appeal to me about him was how anti-woke tard he he used to be you know what i mean um he was anti-woke and and called out a lot of bullshit in a fairly reasonable manner and then it seemed like Ever since COVID hit, he turned into some kind of fucking COVID nut job. It, it was the weirdest fucking thing, man. How the fuck do you go from anti woke to full on woke? You know? You know?
4: I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know at all. And uh, I, I have always disliked Sam Harris. Uh, I put him in the same category as people like Jordan Peterson. These guys are fucking pseudo intellectuals. They're not smart, really. They're just not they think they are and they like to go out and push, you know, a bunch of buzzwords into sentences and and uh, you know, get people to believe that they're actually intelligent. They're not. They're fucking idiots. Um go listen to anything that Jordan Peterson has to say about Jesus and Christianity and I swear to god, you'll fucking never watch another thing the guy does. Um he the, both of these people demonstrate such a fucking lack of uh critical thinking. It's unfucking believable. Really. It's well, his
0: latest thing, you know, his little trip up on that podcast that he did with, a what was it, the Trigonometry podcast, really surprised me because, you know, I, I was someone that did like him. You know, I felt when he debated either any kind of religious figures, whether it's Christians, Jews, or uh, Muslims, I always felt he thoroughly destroyed people of any faith. And his reasoning and logic was, at least for me, appeared to be real, real good and and did a great job. That's why to see him falling down and, and just breaking apart has, at least for me, has been shocking. Maybe not for you, since you didn't like him. <laughs> but uh, for me, you know, it's well, been, been kind of trippy, man.
4: The reason that he said all that shit that he said was because that's how he really felt. And he's such an arrogant cocksucker. Um, he just couldn't help himself. Really, that's what it came down to. Um, social media and all of his followers have have boosted that guy's fucking ego to where he actually thinks that he's a smart person now. Um it's really it's really frustrating. I just hate seeing fucking moderately smart people thinking they're geniuses. It fucking cracks me up.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's fucking wild, man. Um
4: like he um he was always um like he, I, the first time I saw him was on like Bill Maher and God, what the fuck was he talking? He was talking about um, Islamic terror. And that's how I knew he was a fraud in the beginning. Yeah, right? He was yeah, talking yeah. about how Islamic terror was like one of the greatest threats of the world. But the motherfucker, you don't understand that the CIA and the Mossad are those. That's all they are. They're proxy armies for our intelligence communities. Like how the fuck do you not know that? Right. That's like uh, Sam Harris. Right. So how, how the fuck does he not know this? So when I see people getting so adamant about things, they genuinely don't understand. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. And it just brings me back to my ultimate beliefs is that we fucked up, we deserve extinction, and all that we have to have and happen now is the giant meteor come and fucking cleanse the earth. That's it. That's where we're at. Give the next generation a couple billion years from now a fighting chance. That's my hope for the world.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's insane that people still... By the whole 9 11 story, you know, like hook, line, and seeker. We're coming up on what is it, 20, 2001, what is it, 21 years? 21 years. Yeah, yep, yeah, 21 yeah, years. It's fucking nuts. The other day, I sent you a little bit of video footage of where the fucking Saudis, the royal Saudis that lived in Sarasota, that were allegedly funding the fucking terrorists these motherfuckers
4: oh you can remove the allegedly part <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah no this is all yeah this is all declassified so let me- information but the names have been redacted up the ass they won't tell us. so how anyone thinking that 9-11 was a legit story and 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 oh this is conspiracy nonsense tell me why the fuck the royal family that funded the hijackers out here in florida why their names have to be redacted how the fuck is that national security and why hasn't saudi arabia been held accountable for the fucking role i'll tell you fucking why because they were complicit and we and our government our elites know about it and they don't give a fuck Mm
4: -hmm. so let me point out two very unique and uh, fascinating connections to the Kennedy assassination to 9-11 that most people don't know about. First off, the airport in Venice, Florida that the hijackers allegedly used or trained at or whatever, there's a connection to that airport down there. Well, in 1947, um, when the CIA was trying to take out Batista in uh, Cuba, pr- before Castro, long before Castro, uh, that airport, the Lee C on the airport, was Clay Shaw? Clay Shaw is the New Orleans businessman who Jim Garrison brought to trial on conspiracy charges, right? Um, so Clay Shaw was the leasee of that airport. So what does that tell you? It tells you that that airport has been CIA controlled going all the way back to nineteen forty-seven, right? Uh, it was. A, it was the airport was strategic for them because of their efforts to invade Cuba, which never never materialized. Um, Another connection to that airport is, I'm sorry, not that airport, but another connection of uh, 9-11 to Kennedy is the fact that the uh, Saudis wired money to the 9-11 hijackers. Okay, Uh, The bank they used was called Riggs Bank. Riggs Bank was always known as the bank of the presidents. Uh, All presidents going back to like fucking Grover Cleveland or something like that, had an account with this bank. It was where president's money was held, right, while they were president. On the board of directors, the longest running board of director member at the time that the Saudis wired the money to the hijackers was Jack Valente. And Jack Valente was the grassy knoll shooter. So, two very interesting connections from 9-11 to Kennedy, and there's a whole bunch more, but those are the two that I've just, I've come across and are unique to my work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, no, there's there. Whenever you look at these events, there's are always some kind of connection that, that ties them all in. And that's what boggles my mind with these, you know, like you said earlier, these pseudo intellectuals that
3: mm-hmm.
0: seem to dismiss conspiracies that, you know, that I guess coming back to Sam Harris, he, he straight up called, you know, the censorship of the Hunter Biden laptop as a left wing conspiracy. You know, this is someone that says conspiracies never happen, don't exist, but he had to admit that that was a straight up conspiracy. But in his mind, in his justification, that it was warranted, fully warranted, and justified. Um, yeah, it's 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 a whole crock of shit, man. These things happen all the fucking time, and these people that are quote unquote intellectuals either by design or not they seem to dismiss them as some kind of crackpot thinking man when the evidence is all there before you man it's doesn't take a fucking rocket scientist
4: right right it's exactly it does it doesn't you know it doesn't take a rocket scientist that's for damn sure yeah no matter how obvious it is so many people particularly on the left and this is the thing that's fucked up i was never a right winger ever in my fucking life i think all the times I voted, I voted for Democrats. Right. And so I don't know how the fuck I ended up on the right wing. I mean, that's crazy. Right.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah. You
4: have to realize there's also, um, political parties shift. There's a constant like bubbling that goes on between the parties. And there's always an inversion at some point. Right. Like, so the roles of the parties reverse, like kind of, like have, you know, like a, like a polar reversal, uh, every 50, 60 years, something like that. And, uh, back when Bush was uh, president, the second Bush, or during 9-11, right? Um, th- the Republicans were definitely the fucking bad guys. Like, they started the wars, they did all the stuff, the Republicans were fucking the worst. And the Democratic positions at the time uh, were not outrageous. They were not crazy. They were just normal, fucking liberal values, right? But today, God, the left is is so far off the fucking deep end, you know, but this isn't this is not like a chance. This is a, not a natural evolution. Uh, there are sinister forces at work here that inject things into the narrative, inject things into the conversation that over time uh, morph these political party loyalties, right? I think a huge part of all this has happened and all the wokeness that's emerged all stemmed from es the ESG scores for yeah, corporations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because once the corporations push it, it becomes trendy, you know, and people pick up on it. And then it, it spreads like a fucking cancer.
0: And it's just, to me, it's fascinating how, you know, we saw the ideological switch, you know, in the 60s. Well, starting in the 50s and 60s, you know, the, the South used to be all Democrat. The Democratic Party was ideologically conservative and the Republicans were mostly liberal, quote-unquote, although liberal and conservative in that time was far different than what it is today. But I guess, you know, just to make more a little bit more simpler for people, that's what it was. The Democrats were ideologically conservative in the South. Uh, The whole South used to vote Democrat. The North like, you know, the liberal north, and, and that seems to be the pattern. For the most part, the bigger cities tend to be liberal. We still see that today, uh, while the smaller towns, uh you know, the less denser areas are traditionally more conservative. And to see the ideological sw- switch again is fucking bananas because I'm still a fucking lefty from the fucking 90s. I'm... Freedom of speech, one hundred percent. I don't give a fuck what you say, just don't incite violence. Um, do, you know, don't be doing illegal shit. Lawful free speech—that's me, one hundred percent. That's what I was in the nineties. That's what I still am today. Um, I'm anti-war. I've always been anti-war. I'm all those things. I haven't changed a fucking bit. But now, in in those times. It was the conservatives, oh, Bush is like, Jesus, man, everyone loves Bush, let's go to Iraq, let's kill all those fucking towel heads and all this shit. It was all the opposite. It was the left-wingers being anti-war and all this shit. You fast forward 20 years and it's the complete fucking opposite. Now you're seeing the conservatives like, why the fuck are we going to Ukraine? Let's get the fuck out of there. Why, Why, you know, fuck all this shit. Why are we sending money? Let, let's stay away from that shit. And it's these fucking wokesters now. Oh, we need to go, man. Put on a Ukraine flag on your profile. Uh, it's just fucking Looney Tunes, man. And that's why I don't call myself a liberal anymore, or or a fucking I stopped calling myself a Democrat years ago. It's all fucking horseshit, man. I and like I said, I I still feel the same as I did decades ago. I've been consistent on my views, and therefore I haven't. You know, I had to drop the fucking label, man. I'm not going to let a fucking label dictate how the fuck I'm going to think. Oh, you know, the left says this, so I'm going to think that. Or Fox News says this, so I'm going to think that. No, fuck that shit. I'm going to look at every issue and come to my own goddamn conclusion. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's where... I think that's the biggest problem with today, man, and why we are so polarized. And again, I think it's all done by design. The whole divide and conquer strategy. And you know i guess coming back around to this whole esg fucking woke bullshit where a lot of these companies uh, pushing this social credit score system they a lot of these companies are losing fucking money they're uh, losing that's, money that's, and, but, the kicker. that's yeah, why but, they're flipping but they're they but they're getting subsidized you know because they're they're in line they're, they're towing the line that, you know, the script that they're given. And so they'll be fine. It's just on the outside, it looks like they're they're it's killing them. And, you know, if you go woke, you go broke, all that. They don't give a fuck. They're, they're going to be fine in the, in the end.
4: Uh, yes, definitely. And also, you got to think, um, these polar shifts that happen in the political parties, I believe that, you know, it's always the same donors and the same money people at the top. And they take advantage of this. And they just they can jump ship to the other side whenever they want because they control the money and the access and all that stuff. So, yeah. um yeah, the whole COVID thing—like we've been talking about it for how long? Like almost three years, two and a half years at this fucking point.
0: Yeah, it's like
4: our fucking brains are mush over the goddamn thing.
0: And but it's still of, it's still important that we talk about it because right, a lot right oh, of yeah. these motherfuckers are trying to sweep it under the rug. Oh no, we 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 knew it was. We knew the vaccines weren't effective all along. they we're seeing Orwell's eighty four in the flesh, man. They're mm-hmm. they're rewriting re- revisionist history is happening before us. It's the fucking wildest shit, man. Stuff we read about as kids, we are witnessing it firsthand, man.
4: It's yes, fucking nuts. I, I see the, the the concept of rewriting history <coughs> is extremely important, and it's something that more people need to understand because that applies to everything, right? Like the, the whole, we've talked about the Holocaust a bunch of times, completely a rewriting of history that didn't happen until the 70s, right? So it's, it's the exact same thing. Um, the, the COVID rewriting of history started when they came out and said that the vaccine was for diminishing your chances of getting severe illness and hospitalization, right? That was the first time they started to rewrite history on COVID. They almost denied they ever said that it wouldn't prevent or that it would prevent infection. So um, seeing them rewrite history in real time, fortunately in the digital age, and this is really the first time they're trying it because the last real, I mean, this was obviously a conspiracy. It goes all the way to the top. Um, You can tell by how they started changing laws prior to COVID uh, and how definitions started to be changed prior to COVID uh, and how you like the, how you fill out a death certificate was changed prior to COVID. And uh, so, yeah, um, rewriting of history is an extremely important concept. And uh, it- it's been going on forever.
0: Yeah, man. Um, it- it's just, it- it's...
4: even though- Another area, another yeah. area, that, uh, let me say this real quick. Another area that I'm just now finding is the rewriting of history about Kennedy. Because what I've found is that over 60 years, they've morphed the story and they've changed... Everything, right? But if you go back and you look at the news broadcasts from that day, right? For the news broadcasts from that day, they're completely different from the news broadcasts and the information they tell you any other day. And then I realized that I found a couple books from the late 60s and early 70s that have photographs that appear nowhere else that have been basically erased from history, Um, interviews that have been erased from history you won't find anywhere else. And I'm like, holy shit. These authors back in the 60s and 70s had information that the establishment didn't understand the relevance of and didn't know to censor. Right? But after the fact, um, they knew uh, after the fact, they knew what to censor and they went back and they did just that. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's really interesting. So I've been looking for as many books on the assassination from that time period as possible. and There's only really a handful, but... Uh, the concept of rewriting history is ultra important and it happens it's happening right before our eyes very fascinating stuff
0: yeah man it's 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 just crazy to me man and this is what you opened up my eyes to that and this is what has been anyone that was in denial you know that went through the covid shit and got their fucking shots and are now waking up that the whole thing was a fucking scam, it is you that now has to question fucking everything, man. 9-11, everything that we have been told and taught has been complete bullshit. Um, it, it, absolutely everything, man. You you can't trust anything. You know, I, if you guys missed it, I did a podcast with Ryan Dawson on Abraham Lincoln. We, we all grew up... Getting told that Abraham Lincoln was some fucking amazing, (laughs) god-like creature of a president. And then you realize the motherfucker was a nasty human being all around. He didn't give a fuck about anyone except himself. And you never get taught that shit. It's this revisionist bullshit that just keeps going on and on and on. And so it's... I don't know man I, if you are new to this shit and you you know you're just getting into the conspiracy way of things you truly need to question everything because it's uh yeah we've been lied about every lied about about everything and you know I I listen to Brett Weinstein's um Dark Horse podcast that he does with his wife and she or he said That he was talking to some, I can't remember who he was talking to, but essentially he was saying that, look, people like myself, people like Dr. Peter McCullough, people like Robert Malone, we have been calling out this bullshit from day fucking one and we got ostracized, we got called liars and spreaders of misinformation and all this other shit. We have been proven right all these, you know, two and a half years, whatever it's been years later. While the CDC is back in, you know, walking back a lot of shit, claiming that they never said this and and all this fucking nonsense. So, Doctor Weinstein said, "Look, you need to keep listening to people like us that have been telling you the damn truth from the very beginning. All these are the people you now know they were lying." Um they haven't apologized for it. They've continued their fucking lies. So why are you guys still watching them? And he's 100% accurate. If you're still relying on mainstream information as your sole source of information, you you're needlessly screwing with your own brain. I
4: mean, I still watch it, but right. from so the from the is- view from the views of a skeptic. Right, you- right. But the problem is How do you explain to people that the news is bullshit, right? And they're like, oh, you're just, uh, you know, you're a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. And so, where do you go back to? Do you start at, like, Operation Mockingbird? Do you have to go through, like, a stack of fucking CIA documents to show how they took over NBC, CBS, and ABC way back in the late 50s? I mean, like, do you have to explain to them you know, all the, the history of propaganda and, and what propaganda is used for? I mean, do you really have to go to those lengths just to catch them up to speed so they can understand? So, um, yeah, it's like, it, I'm trying to have a conversation with my brother-in-law. So, my brother-in-law was married to my sister. Uh, <laughs> I try to avoid <coughs> political conversations with him at all costs, but he wants to get into it with me, right? So, He's a woke-tard to the extreme. Uh, and he's a Jew, right? And so, when I try to have a conversation with him, like, he always pushes things in the direction of, let's talk about why you hate Jews. And I'm like, I don't hate Jews, motherfucker. God damn it. You know? And so, <laughs> and so it's been very difficult, because I'm starting, I'm trying to explain to him. He brought up the Holocaust, and, like, the Holocaust is bullshit. And, like, he got personally offended, right? When you have a, an emotional dog in the fight, like, it's it's, it's kind of fucking, it's, it's like, whatever, um, but, uh, I, I tried to start it with the basics and show him that the, the gas chambers are fake and all this, and I'm sending him one link at a time that he can really go through and list the books and stuff. And like, all I'm getting are like straight out of Carl Rove's handbook, right? Attacking sources and using distractionary techniques. Cause there's no data to fight the data I'm presenting. Right. Um, looks like Freddie is trying to get in.
5: Uh, all right. Hello, gentlemen. Brady,
4: what's going on? Brady got fingered.
5: (laughs) I still haven't seen that movie, (laughs) dude.
0: That's a great movie, man. Uh, yeah. What's up, my man? What's going on?
5: Nothing much, man. Just uh, you know, enjoying life in a country with no freedom of speech and no human rights. And you're in the UK. Really funny. Yeah, yeah. How'd you guess? God,
4: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um
5: yeah man that's you're
4: from
5: be london aren't there. you freddie london yeah yeah i'm uh, from london i'm currently somewhere in the uk and i'm i'm gonna be discreet about exactly where i am in the uk <laughs> um
4: what's what's going on over there like what's the latest
5: oh man um so at the moment we've uh, got one prime minister on his way out and we're having to vote between two other members of his party to to be prime minister except it's not the entire population that get to vote it's just their party members Mm -hmm. and um their party members from abroad get to vote so it's literally just gonna be in like it's entirely able to be fucked with by foreign foreign like entities because they can literally just join the party on the website and then vote so that's crazy yeah, and um, we've got a choice between one like World Economic Forum fanboy and a woman who wants to go to war with Russia. Like those are the two options. <laughs> um,
4: That's rough. But we're not. We're 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 in a we're, we're in a worse boat here. We're stuck with Joe Biden for the next couple of years, and then we're going to have another stolen election. You know. So yeah, we're we're all doomed.
5: I think you're just going to end up with Joe Biden, like with various robot parts for the next 20 (laughs) years. He'll never leave.
4: I'm so confused as to why, when he was younger, he had detached earlobes, but now he has an attached earlobe. I don't understand. Did he have plastic surgery? That would explain it. I hope it's not a fucking clone.
5: Um, my, my bet would be plastic surgery for yeah. some weird reason. Like, <laughs> I think the man's had a lot of plastic
4: surgery over the years. How is he over eighty?
5: Um, I think so. Most <clears throat> most of your presidents are like crazy old compared oh to God. most countries' world
4: leaders, right? They're just trying to really hold on to that.
0: Fucking Biden, do that. Dude, that's, do you think Biden is? Th- there's been these things going around that Biden has like five or six body doubles. You know, have you seen those images where there's one Biden with like the fucking creepy drugged out messed up eyes and that creepy grin. And then there's the sleepy Joe Biden. Um, and then there's the regular looking Joe Biden. Uh, let me ask you both. Do you guys think there's something to it or, or is it just fucking, I don't know. Just funny shit. Here's the thing. Just- I
4: don't know. I really don't know. I know that there's precedent for it. Oh fuck there yeah! There was body doubles in Kennedy, bro. Oh, Too many. There were too many. But, but but that's what I'm saying. Like this whole Joe
0: Biden and his body doubles is not so much of a far fetched. Um, but see, here's the thing: theory. usually
4: with the use of body doubles, they're not like going out and speaking and doing things. They like yeah. make appearances, right? So you know when they get photographed by the press from fifty yards away, that's like where, like like Lyndon Johnson had uh, his first cousin, whose name was Jaybird Peck, uh, was often used as a stand-in, but only at times when, like, he just had to sit there for an hour, right? Like, there would be things that he would use him for, but he never got up and spoke or did anything like that, right? It was just for visual appearance. Uh, He ended up having him killed, so... uh, um, But yeah, uh, I I just don't see... I just can't... I don't know. But see, as soon as I say I don't see this because it's too crazy, then, like, you know, next thing you know, it's old news so who
5: knows my bet is that it's um actually just a bit sadder than that and he's got dementia some days he's better than others like yeah (laughs) i think it's kind of sad but i i think they've put him in control to be the puppet leader for the democrat party right like that to me uh, dude they're just gonna leave him in there so they can just rule through like the rest of the because if you take away the set, the president as safeguard, like, you can rule through the Senate, right? right? If your president's just going to sign anything your party puts through. So, like, maybe it's mm-hmm. the Senate Democrats that, that are sort of more in charge, like, I don't know your, your political system always fascinates me.
0: I think it's all a sham, bro. I think <laughs> how so it works true. is
4: how it works is these people whoever gives them the most money that's the direction that they vote in, and so that's how our system works. <laughs> yeah,
0: pretty pretty straightforward, my man. <clears throat> yeah, you don't they they don't do the tea and croppings to put on wigs and shit.
4: Um, no. I've been look I've been keeping up with the polls, and it looks like that the Republicans are going to take the House by a landslide. But it seems as though the Senate is, like, dead even. Uh, and the, um, there's a bunch of toss-up states, and it could literally go either way, it seems. But I just think it's kind of odd that the House would be overwhelmingly going Republican and the Senate not, because the people are voting at the same time for the same thing, right? So I don't understand why, this, why there would be that much uh, difference between the two. But... Um, I, I hope that they the Republicans take the Senate in the House because then nothing's going to get done, and and that's the best that we can ever hope for is that nothing gets done. We don't want anything to get done because all the you know how many goddamn laws do we need to restrict our, our freedoms really? Um, and I'm, I'm over. I'm tired of the double speak. Like especially with this Inflation Reduction Act that's going to boost inflation, right? It's it's unfucking real.
5: Yeah and your uh, was it the the green energy bill that like gave 50 oh million to Ukraine or something like just just you know just in
4: the back of the bill
5: somewhere everyone signs it like, that, <laughs> that's crazy
4: Yeah I'm completely over <laughs> fucking I'm completely over green right I'm over it like I don't want to hear shit about it there's no climate crisis and all the solutions they come up for this fake fucking crisis um are devastating to the goddamn environment so it's like fuck all these people um you see this is how I know that i'm I'm not really a big one for democracy really because I would just round up all these fucking people and fucking chop their heads off period uh, period so I mean I mean we need to purge society of these fucking lunatics
0: yeah, man i i think uh, for me at least doing your standard oh i'm gonna wait in line here and I'm gonna put in my ballot <laughs> and uh I'm gonna elect Joe Schmo, and it's gonna be a doozy. Uh, I think that whole voting concept is complete horseshit, man. Uh, You see, like like Mark Wayne
4: said, if it mattered, they wouldn't let you do it.
0: Exactly, and I (laughs) am of that mindset. It's all fucking. What we need is a straight up fucking revolution, man. (laughs) Nothing short of it. Anything less of that, you're just wanting the status quo doesn't matter if you want trump or biden it's all the same fucking shit man uh big pharma is running this bitch they've been running this bitch big oil all these big whatever's big tech those are the motherfuckers running this country and it's gonna go the way they want it to go i i have a feeling trump is gonna run he's gonna fucking win um in my opinion, Trump is a perfect candidate, man. Especially if you want fucking divide and conquer. Extremely polarizing figure. You got people that to this day, love him. He's their Jesus. And then you got people that absolutely hate him. Everything, even his breathing is wrong for the environment. And so for me, he's the perfect fucking person you would want if you're trying to further the divide and conquer's agenda. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it, he fits the fucking role perfectly, man. And that's so- who I think is going to win.
4: So let me make this absolutely clear. Like Donald Trump is a criminal. He laundered money for the Genovese family, right? In the in the eighties and seventies and eight or the yeah, definitely the eighties. I forget when he got into it was the late 70s, 78, something like that, when he got into real estate. Um, but you didn't get into New York real estate unless you dealt with the mob. Like John Gotti and those guys. It just didn't fucking happen. And so yeah, who
0: who else can file that many bankruptcies
4: and still get loan? <laughs> time and again. You don't do that unless you got fucking connection to the mob. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I I don't believe he was ever a billionaire. You know what you do is you get loans and you get uh assets that you can then leverage, right? And so you just borrow money and you make money off your borrowed money and then you borrow more money and really none of it's ever yours and you're usually more in debt than you actually have assets at that point. Um and I, I don't think, think that's he was Trump a billionaire
0: is. before he got into office. I do think he is now a billionaire. Uh his star power reached fucking global heights. So I have no question he's a fucking billionaire nowadays. But I would
4: I would love to see him back in the White House uh for no other reason. Not that I believe he's going to fix anything or not that things are fixable at all. Um but just to see the other side melt oh, fucking dude. down. It would be God every day dude, would be Christmas. It
0: would be like from, re- remember remember the Dave Chappelle episode where Dave Chappelle is the blind uh, white supremacist? (laughs) And then he takes, they're like, show us your face! And he takes off his mask and that fucking dude's (laughs) head explodes. (laughs) That's gonna be the fucking left when Trump gets elected again, bro. 100%. They're gonna lose their fucking mind. Uh, And you know how they were threatening, I'm moving to Canada if Trump gets elected. I bet this time around they probably would. Um, But Again, man, it's to me the whole fucking thing is just political theater, man. And, and and the way people get so up in arms over their fucking uh blue or red fucking politician is so fucking hilarious to me, man from uh, an
5: outsider's perspective it very much seems like the u.s is um only sort of two or three more flashpoints away from full-blown like civil unrest especially with the footage coming out of like california and places right now like I think the most important vote in this vote coming up for you guys is possibly going to be like your local law enforcement dudes that you vote for like just get the Democrats out of your law enforcement as soon as possible would be my advice as someone looking in um like that that seems to be like that that's crazy and also with what's going on in canada at the moment um their assisted dying program is crazy they are about to start wiping out the mentally ill um it's it's phenomenally crazy the sixth biggest cause of death in canada right now is their assisted dying program
4: it's called a maid right yeah that thing is I, I I thought I was literally reading like you know Babylon B or something when I was reading about that. Um, I saw and then I saw a testimony on like a bit shooter somewhere where a lady was talking about how they were trying to talk her into doing this suicide thing. She's like, what the f- what? like no, this, this can't be real. Um, Canada's fucked, but they don't have any weapons up there. What really needs to happen is someone needs to come up with some sort of arms smuggling to Canada thing. Uh, that'll that'll solve their problem.
2: That's Honestly, the only reason like, that
4: they haven't totally fucked us. Like there's four hundred million guns in this country. They'll never they're not taking them away, right? So when the shit hits yeah. the fan, the problem is gonna be organization and consolidating forces. That for to have a revolution and stand up against a government and then another faction, uh, you need generals and you need lieutenants and you need a strategy, and like how do you do that in this chaotic society we live in right i don't just don't think it's i don't even know if it's possible at this point
5: i don't think it's possible that your country will stay as like 52 states i think it will be if a civil war does kick off it will very much be lots of different factions trying to like declare independence and like you know solid solidify all their borders and that like can you imagine how much of like a fortress texas will be like
4: yeah <laughs> Yeah, I can see Texas, I mean, Texas is bigger than a bunch of European countries, right? So, like, size isn't really a factor in as far as being your own country. But the problem is, I think if you had a secession, like, the, um, let's just call, for convenience sake, let's call them the Yankees, right? So the the northerners of Texas and Florida and Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, and those southern states all were to secede, um... There would be an economic war against them like the world has never seen. I mean, the, the North would never, ever do business with them and they would go out of their way to, to um, ham- hamper any development, right? So it's, there's no, no easy solution and I don't think there's a solution at all. Um, this, this is the road to Mad Max.
0: You know so. what's, what's been. Uh, have you seen The Handmaid's Tale, Corey? No, people keep telling me about yeah. it and uh, well i I recommended that to my listeners. I believe Freddie, you you watched it right?
5: Yeah, yeah, um on your recommendation, I watched like the first three episodes and then I was hooked and suddenly it was four days later, and I was four seasons deep. so Fuck yeah dude show. it it's a great
0: <laughs> it's a great, great fucking series because the mint the as soon as I watched it, especially season one. Um, It kind of gets goofy on, I don't know, one of those seasons, but it's still good. Great writing, great acting, all that shit. But to me, it's an example of fucking predictive programming, man. Um, In this scenario, the, the U.S. goes through a civil war in the modern day. And in this civil war, the conservatives win. Not the liberal Republicans, like what happened in the 1800s. In this version, the conservatives win. Um, and then, you know, they, they install some kind of fucking... It's almost like an American Taliban type of deal uh, so, Wheezy, where the women... You know what's really
5: interesting about how they take power is that they do it through invading the Capitol building during a presidential handover and just shooting everybody inside. Like that is legit. Like how they do it in in the show and the book. But
0: that's it's, what I'm it's saying. It's predictive programming,
5: bro. They just shoot all the people in the capital.
0: Yeah, and then, and then the women like- are infertile. Um, and, and what's going on with these vaccines? Infertility. To me, that you need to watch it, bro. And uh, it's it's straight up predictive programming in every sense of the word, man. Um, it, it's some. It's a very very realistic and scary scenario. And it could be played very well, be playing before us, you know.
5: It's even more interesting when you realise that the book itself is actually. Um, it never really goes into sort of the politics and stuff of the matter. It's it's much more about. It was written in a like a, in reaction to the Iranian Revolution, mm. when women went from having all of the freedoms of being like a Westernised country to being oppressed women in a Muslim Sharia law country overnight. Mm. Like that's what she wrote it in response to. And yeah. it's interesting to see the way that Amazon, a company that is definitely World Economic Forum, is pushing all of these other like political motives into the show. And um, that that's, it's, it's kind of interesting seeing now we're in the age of streaming. It's almost like, you, you know, before the, the propaganda would be on the TV and it'd be on a network. Well now like the big corporate any company thing is putting out their own programming. And we're seeing it quite a lot with Amazon. There's a lot of these shows that could be like predictive programming of the future. Um There's another one called Upload, which is all about like uploading consciousnesses onto computers, which is another one that's very uh predictive programming. And that's another Amazon prime show.
0: What's it called again? Uh, Upload. Upload. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, in, it, it's not, uh,
5: it's not very well written um Uh -uh. but it is like you know when people die they get uploaded onto a server and like it's it's oh like uploading your uh uploading uploading your consciousness
0: all right i get you it's
5: all sort of about that but there's loads of like you know woke morals thrown in there to the point where i was like dude
0: every fucking (laughs) movie at this point in time is filled with this woke bullshit i i went to see elvis uh the movie by disney uh when was it a couple of weeks ago when it when it first came out and it was a decent movie the actor didn't look in my opinion didn't look anything like elvis but i'll give him credit he did a pretty good job as acting for elvis my biggest issue was all the fucking woke extra woke garbage that they added to it uh, they made little richie into a tranny <laughs> What the fuck And then and then, and then they added this fucking um
4: Cardi B hip hop music on an Elvis Yeah that was movie. extremely out of place
0: What the fuck dude It, it you was know, a disease notice- movie
4: did you notice how Elvis, at least in the early days, they overly feminized, like he had makeup on and stuff, like it was uh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. noticeable enough for me, to be like, what the fuck? But but Little Richard was a fucking trans person. Well, he's always been a oh like full on because he's always been a little weird like that.
0: Yeah yeah, I get it, but I think he was more gay than anything. But yeah, in, yeah. in the Elvis Disney adaptation, he's not gay; he's a straight up trans. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. They push too much too much um woke agenda bullshit. And then the the funny thing is, you know, while people idolize Elvis for his rugged good looks, which he was, whatever, but let's not fool ourselves to not think the motherfucker was a pedophile. You know? Uh the same people criticizing R. Kelly for being a pedophile, rightfully so, will then pop in an Elvis. You know, ain't nothing but a hound dog, uh, song, and then start doing a jig to that shit. When Elvis was a fucking pedophile too, he met his wife when she was uh sixteen or or fourteen, some sh- crazy shit like that, bro. And when he met her, he straight up told her, "Oh, I like you because you're a little girl." <laughs> straight up Epstein shit, man. And and nowhere in the Disney movie did they touch that. It, it, you know, it's very curious that they omitted you know- that shit.
4: This is something I'm genuinely worried about, is that um, the level of, of uh, wokeness out there is creating a lot of pushback. And so when the pendulum swings back the other direction, it's going to be fucking brutal. Um, like, if the Republicans take the House and the Senate, uh, you're going to have two years of not much happening. But then we're going to get a Republican president in there. And with the conservative Supreme Court that they have, they are going to push through every goddamn agenda they've ever had, ever. And they're going to they're going to ban gay marriage. Watch, it's going to come. Uh, it's already been talked about uh, in the news that uh, statements were made by I don't even remember was it Alito?
0: Yeah, that Roe um, v. Wade shit was just a precursor uh, yes. to more to more uh, more. Hardline conservative ways of thinking. Which,
4: so I'm just I'm just concerned that the pushback against the woke is gonna be it's gonna be too much and it's gonna be fucking brutal. So
0: But that's why you need to watch the hands made so that's exactly to me this is all a setup to get a hands made uh tail like ending. It, it's the perfect fucking setup, man. This is what I said. That whole series is basically like predictive programming, man. Um It's insane man from the infertility to the of the women to the conservatives being so fucking pissed off at the liberals that they finally do something about it and it the pendulum ends up swinging to the hard fucking right because right now actually for the last several years the pendulum has been swinging to the left. And right now, we're at a time where it's on the hard fucking left right now. And that's why you see this shit where these fucking hardcore wokesters can't even fucking define a woman. They have a hard time defining a fucking woman. And and, and then they put in this... They try to give it a scientific twist. Uh, Well, gender is just a social construct, if you will. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here, bro. We all know... The difference between a male and a fucking female, a man and a woman, don't play these fucking semantics, man. And it, it it's just getting out of fucking hands, lazy, man. Is the the
5: semantics um, that the left often use around this is they use a certain quote from like the first wave of feminism, right? And uh, the quote is "A woman is not born; she is created," right? And that was that was one of the first academic feminists that said that. But the issue is. Both the TERFs, the trans-exclusionary radical feminists, like the women of women crowd, and the trans-women intersectional feminists, both use that term to say that they're right. But only one of the groups can be right. So it just proves that feminism is dying, basically.
4: Uh, Did you guys see the video of the lesbians being kicked out of the um, Pride Parade Uh, because the the trans-women were... uh basically threatening them and whatnot, and so the police removed them for their own safety. Did you guys see that?
0: <laughs> no, I didn't see that, bro.
4: I don't question it, bro. I think we're at the point where we can drop the LGB part, right? We need to separate the LGB part from the TQLMNOP part, right? Because <laughs> um, these trans people are fucking mentally ill, and yeah. here's another thing. The, um... The, uh, What is it called? The, um... The Disabilities Act, right? The Americans uh, with Disabilities Act protects people and has a bunch of laws. Like, it mandates, like, you know, you have to have a ramp going into into stores and stuff so wheelchair people are accessible. Like, the Americans with Disabilities Act, there we go. So trans people, people with gender dysphoria, were just added to the uh, list of protected people under the Americans with Disabilities Act. So basically now we can say officially that uh, gender dysphoria is a disability, a.k.a. a mental illness. Right. So they yeah. were hailing this as some kind of big win. But I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? It's not a win. They just said you're fucking mentally ill and you agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's, yeah,
0: dude. It, it's fucking it's fucking nuts. And I think we, we talked a little bit on a day zero podcast that we did a while back, but you got these people now that are like fucking amputees or or, or wanna be they get limbs amputated so that they can be disabled and shit and these are all mental fucking things man it, it same thing with the rachel dolezal shit yes a yes. white lady that believed she was black she gets ostracized and criticized but yet that's if you're trans alcohol. you get celebrated that's my
5: favorite counter to the left wing argument. Yeah, it's a fucking anything. joke. Trans ableism, trans speciesism, transgenderism, all all of the uh, you know, the trans-suffix Tr- community
0: transracial. Get is, the fuck well, out. Of here. Why
5: can't you be transracial? Like if you can't accept that if if you have to accept that humans can define their own gender, then why can't they define their own race? As especially as it's something that quite often we allow people to do anyway, right? This is uh, like, it, um, This has
4: to be just. This is all just psychological warfare. That's to I mean, plain and simple, meant to disrupt. Uh, you know, when people question everything, even things that we know, like the sky is blue. You know, then the sky that's how is they blue. Winning. So
0: fuck you. <laughs> so,
5: <laughs> my religion. theory is that um, <laughs> white culture is the end point of academic Marxism. Because the academic Marxists started in, like, what, the 50s and 60s to sort of gain power within the university communities. So they've had 50 years of having elitist, high-level intelligentsia talks about how, what they want to do and what what is ethical and what is not ethical to say. And now in the UK, we've got such a good example of, like, um, corrupt organizations that have set themselves up in such a position where they can advise the government and at that point what they say becomes law it's it's really corrupt here but like that here um our law is uh if something causes gross offense to a list of certain communities then that is a hate crime it will go on your permanent record and it will show up whenever a job like searches you up on like the criminal records database that you're like x phobic so you could have a hate crime that says um hate crime Islamophobic, or hate crime transphobe, hate crime homophobe, like it's and that will come up whenever you apply for a job so it is a, a way of sort of eradicating people that are debating from society
2: then, bananas, like, banks man. don't
5: have to give you a bank account like you don't, like it's crazy, you can you can get deplatformed from your banks here for, for saying something on Twitter just yeah, be left with no way to access
4: money that's just unacceptable. That's just unacceptable. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, it's like stopping you from getting mail, right? Like, oh, uh, you know, you did this and you have these views, so we're not going to let you get mail anymore. And all your mail gets returned to sender. Um, it, th- that's why I fear them privatizing post- the post office, because that shit will definitely happen.
5: Oh, well, we've actually got a privatized post office here. It's horrendous.
4: <laughs> oh, really? I, won- yeah. I, wonder how it's- I wonder how it functions differently than uh, our public mail
5: so we it was private it was public right up until about five six years ago and then they privatized and basically what that what they've done is when an office would have say 20 postmen doing an area they've they've cut it to like 15 and just made everyone's job harder but they haven't increased any pay so now that now we're dealing with like strikes and stuff with our postal service But, yeah, our government's corrupt, so it's just, like, sold everything it can off. um, Because we've got a corrupt right-wing government in the House of Parliament, and then corrupt left-wingers in all of the institutions.
4: Are there vaccine mandates in effect over there?
5: Uh, No, they tried to bring it in for the NHS, like uh, our National Health Service. So that would have been all of the doctors and nurses and stuff. And then they started resigning and protesting about having to get the jab. And then they had to, like, backtrack on it, basically. Um, Because there was this huge protest. I think uh, 10,000 nurses and doctors threw their, like, scrubs at Downing Street, where Boris Johnson lives. Like, just piles of, like, nurse's uniform outside his house. And then they had to, like, backtrack on the mandates. But they're now offering them to kids in schools and stuff.
0: Here's an article that's going to piss you guys off. Uh, Sent to me by... Marion G of G's. Thank you for that super chat, Marion. Uh, but she sent this on the Telegram group. Meet the world's youngest transgender model. Noella McMahon is 10 years old, has non-binary parents who cite her as an inspiration. And experts say, of course, experts say means a crock of shit. Uh, she is set to make millions after socially transitioning at age four. Oof. What
4: the fuck is going on with this fucking world, man? Anybody, Anybody connected to that should be locked in a prison in solitary confinement for the rest of their fucking life.
0: Fucking hell, man. How is if that celebrated? Kids-
4: how was that if celebrated?
0: My, if my kid had the autonomy
5: to choose how she identified at four years old, I would currently be the proud father of Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> God like, damn, man! You know, like that—that that is indoctrination from the parents, especially if the parents are non-binary. That means that they're just like they—they've basically brainwashed their kid into into a worldview.
4: Yeah, yeah, like I just don't understand how you know a twelve-year-old can't go get a tattoo, but they can get a hysterectomy to become a to become a boy. It's fucking unbelievable. Yeah, this is clown world.
0: So much um, bullshit, man. You yeah so- you you can uh, yeah yeah you can't get a tattoo, but you can get your dick chopped off or whatever,
4: man. It's you see like the, the thing is like we haven't learned. Um because all this stuff has happened before. Yeah. Uh, I talked about this the other day I think on day 0. All this has happened before. The current circumstances that we're in with all this ultra lefty woke bullshit, this is the state of, this was the state of Germany post World War I prior to Hitler's rise, right? Like Hitler was not created out of thin air just to be a fucking racist, right? It was started with this overly woke ideologies and the destruction of German culture. That created him in the first place, right? And I'm seeing the same thing happen again. I'm seeing the exact but it, same and thing happen It happened happen again. in
0: Rome. It happened everywhere, man. It,
4: a lot of these but great it, civilizations. the woke conditions always create extremism on the other end?
5: Did... Yeah. Um, I think it can create civil unrest when a certain percentage of society begins believing in the woke um, the woke cathedral. Like, you know, because I was, I was discussing this with a friend a couple of days ago. And, um, like, how, how do you define woke right like because his point was like well woke used to be for people who believed in conspiracy theories what what changed and i was like well woke is currently more of a belief in a religion than it is actually like a political leaning like there there are tenets of the church right like first of all you have to believe all interactions are solely ruled by power and a power structure and then you have to homogenize with the rest of woke society on how that power structure works. So, like, even down to things like um, climate change, right? Like, oh, there's climate oppression. Do you know about this one, boys? Like, um, climate oppression is, is, like, oppressing people in poorer countries by using your car to drive around because you're using more carbon than they're using and stuff like that. Like, every single thing comes down to this power structure. And um, it's like if you applied Marxism to everything as well as economics which is kind of a crappy thing for anyway. But, like, you know, Marxism applied to stuff other than money and capital. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's sort of where where I sum it up. And, like, it's the fact that it's the religious-style belief, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's the, the zealousist belief that I think will lead to problems. Like, I mean, how many terrorist attacks has uh, Jane's Revenge had Uh, committed now in in the u.s since roe v wade was overturned like that that group's crazy left-wing and they're like fucking throwing blood on churches and like setting fires and stuff like that like you've got a massively radical left-wing population ready to riot and a massively well-armed right-wing population ready to defend their property like you you know that's a that's a political bomb in it
4: yeah yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I just, I, I just no longer understand what attracts people to the woke side of things. I seriously think that all these people were like fucking molested as children, or dropped on their fucking head, or some, sort their their grandmother fucking never wrote them a letter, or like they have some sort of fucking childhood trauma um, that's no, causing I, their behavior. They, um...
5: Again with the same thing the Catholics get them with, right? Like you're you're guilty or sinful. If you join us and you believe our way, you would not be admonished of that guilt by help at being an activist, right? Like, um, hello, hello, Mr. Fred. You're you're a white man, therefore your ancestors kept slaves, therefore you're oppressive. But if you're anti racist, you'll no longer be racist, and therefore you'll be the all the white guilt will be lifted away.
0: Have you seen those if, people? You know I mean? Have you seen those people like it'll be like these chicks at a corner and then like it'll be like some black dude and then they're like kissing his feet like sorry for the slavery you know from 200 years ago and they're like kissing his. it almost looks like a sexual fetish but it's fucking crazy how these people get so hypnotized with the church of woke um and the funny thing is a lot of these people claim or portray to be you know like atheists and they're always talking shit about religions and fucking cults when they themselves belong to a fucking religious institution whether they want to admit it or not it's straight up church of woke will you be excommunicated if you don't follow along with the ideology if you don't bow down to what the church of woke leaders say or do and it, it it's no different than any fucking org- religious organization, man. It, it's brainwashing, and, and they have their Ten Commandments and all this fucking bullshit. Same shit. They use fear, just like religions always do. Uh, the The biggest emotion that, that people use against people, the strongest emotion, it's not love or hate, because a lot of that shit can change. But hate, or I'm sorry, but fear... It's something hard to get out of people and so whether it's an or a government organization or a religious organization the the concept of fear is always being pushed man and these wokesters are always using fear man uh, oh don't go to the south uh, there's a lot of racists down there <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and they make it seem like there's this fucking mob of racists going around fucking burning flags and in, in people's yards and then every time I push back on them I'm like I'm fucking Mexican. I live in the fucking south. Sure there are races down here, but it's nowhere near the fucking image or fucking uh way that you motherfuckers try to put uh put it out to be. And and it's all you know it's beyond me, man. How anyone buys into that shit, man. It's, it's fucking joke. It's
5: just something that I realized the other day when I was watching like um, a Harvard professor of like African-American studies or something talking. It's just what, what you Americans don't seem to generally realize is that the rest of the world considers an African-American and an Asian-American and a white American to be just Americans. Like we've, that's a purely like American thing. Like in the UK, you're not like, um, African British. You're just British. If you live here, you know, we're, we're like at the other way with mass immigration. Like as soon as you step off the boat, you're English. Like, so it's, it's, um, it's to me, it seems like it's
4: a tool to intentionally to keep us divided. Right. Um, yeah. The term African American is, I think, disgusting. I hate that people have actually, uh, uh, use that as a term, right? Uh, because it differentiates them. And like my buddy X-Cube says, I ain't never been to fucking Africa, right? And uh, so, yeah, it, it's it's completely a, de- a divisive, uh, it's, a, it's a tool for uh, being divisive, pretty much. They want to keep us separated. They don't want us to unite. Like, you're either a fucking American or you're not, is how I see it. Any other subclassification to me is ridiculous. And this brings us to the c- conversation of, does multiculturalism ever fucking work? Do you you have to adhere to the culture of the place you're in, or can you bring other cultures to it? And I have to say, I don't believe you can Look what
0: happened to my ancestors, the Native Americans. If they would have built some motherfucking walls, uh, (laughs) America (laughs) would still be brown as fuck. And uh, look what happened. Case in point, man. uh, Yeah, it's... You, you know the europeans brought in multicultural so, and, I wonder, not genocide so it didn't work out too good bro i got
4: it so I, I just it just hit me this idea for a, for a, a, a science fiction book imagine if a time traveler went back in time and gave the fucking native americans like uzis and fucking ak's and just stocked them up with fucking weapons I'll, I'll, what would have happened after
0: that i i'll give you the diet yeah, no, 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 no. Right? no 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 no, no, okay here's my scenario listen hear me out because well, that was
4: definitely a factor I, at some point
0: i studied the the as the rise and fall of the aztec empire man i know that shit like the back of my hand and i even had daniele bolelli who's been on joe rogan several times as a world-class historian and uh i brought it up to him and Here's here's the thing. If I could time travel, here's what I would tell the Aztecs to do. As soon as they saw a fucking European sh- ship land on their motherfucking ch- shores, I would tell them, kill the motherfuckers, harvest their technology, because they had their own fucking universities, their own scientists, engineers, all that bullshit. Back Reverse engineer that shit. And now any motherfucking European shit that comes on those shores, blast them the fuck away. That's what I would do. And they would have taken care of business, man. I mean, you're talking about a civilization with over a million uh, people in their capital and upwards between two and five million uh, the the whole empire around. So, you're not gonna fuck around with just sending a couple of fucking Europeans over on horses. You're gonna, you're not gonna do shit. What helped the Spanish overcome the, besides the disease, was that they colluded with other native tribes that were not friendly with the Aztecs. And that's what uh, pushed them into victory. But the Aztecs made, made a lot of fucking mistakes. They, they let the motherfuckers get close and whatever. But if I could time travel, that would have, if I could time travel and tell them, Fuck! Fuck any any ship that comes to these shores. Fuck them up, reverse and steal their fucking technology. Just take their horses, breed them, and history as we know it today, I guarantee you, would be so much fucking different.
4: I have no. You know, if I had time travel, that. I would just go back and poison the, uh, you know, the primordial soup that's it that's where I'd start <laughs> damn, blow, damn. blow a couple cum loads on it <laughs> <laughs> fuck you <laughs> now if you did that would that mean that your DNA would seed the rest of humanity fuck hey, him, baby, hey that could have been what happened Some genius Khan is off 20% the of the
0: of the world's population well, fuck you man my shit's in everyone's population <laughs> cause I in that primordial soup <laughs> Uh, i sure. had to throw in that dick joke bro i had some uh <laughs> some fucking i had i was looking at my apple podcast reviews and someone made a very detailed one they're like um interesting content but uh a little too many dick jokes <laughs> so uh,
4: if- i guess um, i guess it just dropped through,
5: a- <laughs> once you wade through the frat boy humor it's a good <laughs>
4: <show>. <laughs> so i guess it you- just dropped a couple minutes ago aaron Rodgers uh did joe rogan i guess it just came out
0: Oh, that'll um, be a good show. Fuck yeah! yeah
4: talking about because uh, you know he's like uh, I'm. Uh, he uh, an anti-matter. Yeah, yeah. You totally. You know, Joe uh, Rogan. I don't know what his deal is. He's having. He had um, Mark Zuckerberg on, and yeah. then he had Alex Berenson on, yep. and now he's. I think he's sending a message to somebody.
0: Yeah, yeah. He he. Dude, he had Robert Malone and Peter McCullough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he brought in Sanjay, I think he brings in people like Mark Zuckerberg and Sanjay Gupta to appease the fucking haters.
1: Look, I want, I'm
0: talking I want to, him to everyone. Have, um,
4: see, I want him to have a bunch of these shows, and then I want him to get uh, Peter Hotez uh, oh, back on his show.
0: Yeah, he had him on once, and the dude was so That guy's a piece shit. of shit. Yep. That
4: guy is a piece of shit propagandist. Uh, that's all he is. Yeah. Motherfucker. Ugh. <laughs> I, I hate propagandists. Okay? I just fucking hate them because it's blatant, it's intentional. Uh, they're pissing on your fucking leg and telling you that it's raining. It's the they're the, almost worse than the people planning the shit, you
0: know? He has this guy that comes in regularly, a uh, fucking CIA agent, what Mike Baker. Mike Baker. And uh, Mike Baker though, he ha- he's had Mike Baker on so many fucking times. This is a fucking CIA. Yes, I don't Yeah, tr- but I here, here's something I don't trust that the I like.
4: I saw um, Joe Rogan, I think it was on Dave Smith's show maybe recently, and they were talking about that. You know, how a bunch of – he was being asked if, like, did he have any people on his show that he thinks were CIA infiltrators? And then the guy mentioned, you know, you have Mike Baker on who's CIA, and Joe laughed and goes, "Uh uh-huh, former, in air quotes, CIA. Right, so Joe's not stupid,
0: right? Yeah, Joe knows, Joe knows. He knows. But Mike Baker – to his credit, because I don't like the motherfucker. Well, I, I watched him on the, show. the last Did you watch the last yeah, show? Yeah, he was Did saying, you see how he was he, talking about he was talking about all King. kinds of
4: debunked shit? He, of Islamic he, terrorism and a whole bunch of other things.
0: But he was talking about Martin Luther King being assassinated
4: by the government, bro. Oh, I didn't see that part. I'm, Mike I mean, yeah.
0: Baker admitted MLK was a government
4: hit. Yep, probably shot by Jack Valenti.
0: To me, that w- uh, to hear a fucking straight up cia shill man 100 percent undeniable cia shill admit that martin luther king was killed <laughs> by the government i was like fucking huge man about fucking time
4: some motherfucker. Remember, remember that's in the that is in the post kennedy era yeah and so yeah. when they actually pulled off kennedy which in my opinion is you know how do you rank the importance of world events it's so hard right uh but it is goddamn in my opinion one of the most, if not the most important event in American history and possibly even world history. And so, uh, you know, the Israelis did 9-11. The Israelis did Kennedy. The Israelis did fucking Robert Kennedy. It's always the goddamn Israelis, right? In the partnership with the CIA and the mafia all the way through the late 1970s, right? So uh, it changed after that. But, uh, you know, I just... I'm smoking weed, I just totally forgot my fucking point. So, you guys stop. <laughs> With
0: all else spells, it was the goddamn juice!
4: <laughs> I'm just
5: kidding. <laughs> Corey the fucking pothead.
4: Another um, one of
5: your American freedoms
4: that I am deeply jealous of. Oh, I'm in Florida. I'll go to jail for this in like two seconds. Is That's it? How fucking no, crazy no, no, no. You, you haven't got your medical card, goddammit. Okay, they want you to get it every six months, and it's like 500 bucks? Like, oh, suck a dick. I'll just go back to fucking uh, Vegas. which is what i'm doing at the end of next month so yeah i'm just gonna go back to las vegas next month it'll be awesome
0: hughes is gonna be in vegas coke and strippers Nah, you can't
4: do coke anymore because there's too much fentanyl going around um oh yeah shit fentanyl will kill your fucking ass
5: to the u.s (laughs) yeah it pretty much
4: killed drug use for me man it sucks i'm stuck with just weed (laughs)
5: <laughs> kill drug use for me the yeah, you. like any, anything powder like
4: never again yeah. never again i'm not taking a chance like so kate quigley is a comedian out in la and uh, i worked with her for about nine months doing a bunch of uh, web stuff and uh some sponsorship coordination and she ended up od'ing at a party in la and the three people she was hanging out with fucking died, and she ended up in the hospital in the ICU from fentanyl-laced coke. That Holy shit. shit. Yeah. Um, it, yeah blew man, uh, it blew me away. It blew me away. I couldn't fucking believe it. And, uh, yeah, uh, i That was it me, for me.
0: Let, I've been wanting to do a show on Anne Hesch. Let's fucking talk about that shit, bro. That is a fucking rabbit hole to go down. I do want to do a, a more a more in-depth show uh, soon because the whole fucking thing reeks of fucking bullshit. Um, even the fucking firefighters, we've all seen the footage. Maybe I could find it here on Twitter. Um, um, we could share screen that shit. I want to post it up. But we've all seen the footage of Anne Hesh getting carried away by these quote-unquote firefighters. To me, as a former firefighter, those motherfuckers don't look like firefighters for a variety of reasons, primarily being the way they're handling the gurney, the way they're walking about. They don't look like natural firefighters. These motherfuckers look like something else dressed as firefighters. And then when Anhesh gets up from the gurney, and they slam her ass back. Immediately, the quote-unquote fire captain gets on the phone to report about this incident. The whole thing is fucking fishy as
4: fuck, man. So, let me, let me give you my opinion on that because I was a cop for eight and a half years. Uh, I have worked a thousand fucking car crashes where, pe- yeah, a bunch I've where people I've seen adrenaline
0: kick in. I've seen adrenaline kick in. If I feel, I'm sorry I'm cutting you off. I sure, think that's ahead. where you're going. But I've seen it as well. But this—well, no, that's is not different. where I was going.
4: But but bad. You go ahead apologize. and. I apologize. I'm drunk. I'm go- so <laughs>
0: you have we to blame. I have alcoholisms <laughs> to blames. <laughs> um.
4: So th- th- this Sorry. is my. These were my observations. Okay. If you have a fucking car crash and somebody's dead and they're straight up dead, like there's no question, they're dead. You're not putting them on a gurney and moving them anywhere. They will stay there in that place in that position until you have. Photographers photograph the scene. You have traffic homicide units. There's a dedicated unit for every agency has this. If someone dies in a car crash, they spend they send a very uh, specialized unit to the traffic homicide unit to go work it. When you work a traffic homicide, holy shit, um, you got it, it. Basically, ends up being like a hundred plus page report that requires weeks of follow up. It's massive, so they have a specialized unit come out. So when they were wheeling her on the gurney and she's covered up. I've never seen that in in all my police career at all. Eight and a half years, because if they're alive, guess what? There's not firemen putting them on a gurney. There's paramedics and their paramedics have the oxygen thing on the face every time, you know, it's, and they're rushing to get them into the ambulance to get them back there. Um, So I've never, ever seen Someone put on a gurney and then covered up as though they were dead. Yeah. I've never yeah. seen a yeah. fireman. I've never seen a fireman load a person onto a gurney. That's the job of the paramedic. And, and, it's a completely different fucking role. Um, here, here's another EMT basic thing.
0: You, you, when we're in EMT EMT school, because I went to firefighter school, I was in the EMT basic. You're taught C spine stab- stabilization. When someone's in an accident, you don't want to risk paralyzing them. So you take care of them as they are a huge piece of glass, extremely, extremely fragile. And then when Anne Hesh gets up and they slam her ass back and just throw her ass in the back of the fucking ambulance. I'm like, hell (laughs) fucking no, man. These motherfuckers (laughs) are not firefighters.
4: Fuck this shit. You know what I'm saying? So the Uh, the two things that weird me out about her crash are... She went and bought a red wig, like, right before getting in the car to go driving. And the guy she bought the wig from said she wasn't intoxicated, like, at all. Then, when you see the ring doorbell camera of the car flying down the street, yeah, I mean, it's it seems apparent she's, like, jamming on the brakes or doing something because it wasn't the sound of a revving engine. It was more like a weird, I don't know what it was, like a grinding or something like that. And so, you know, they, they've killed people before by fucking with their cars remotely, I don't see why this could be. I don't know why this shouldn't be anything different. You know? was it a one
0: Tessa thing that by any chance was it? it was, no,
4: she was driving one of those little, like the like a little little, little sports little, car, m- the little midget. What those called the minis, the the Cooper Mini. Yeah.
0: Oh wow. Oh, sure. but but here, here's a, here's another point that I wanted to make that I haven't seen too many. You know, from the few things that I've seen people post, I haven't seen too many people make this connection. So I wanted to make it on my motherfucking show. So. We all remember Las Vegas, the Las Vegas shooting with the alleged Stephen Paddock blasting away. Alleged. I did a show on it. If you guys are interested, I did a podcast on it, breaking it down. But a key player in all this shit is Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres, upon news of her former, uh, you know, fucking kitty taster. What would you call her? Friend? I don't know if they were married. Girlfriend? I can't remember if they were married or not. But significant other, in other words, to Ellen DeGeneres and Heche. uh, Ellen DeGeneres basically was a bitch. At finding out the news that her ex-lover, if you will, at the very bare minimum, had passed away, she didn't seem to give a fuck. It was cold-blooded.
5: Just to play devil's advocate here, that doesn't seem out of the ordinary, in particular for Ellen DeGeneres. Like, I, I, you know,
0: I, I get it. Uh, I get it because she is a cunt, one hundred percent. I get it. But here, here's the thing. Here's where I'm going with this. During the Las Vegas shit, and I touched on it when I did my little show on it. But for those that missed it, check it out. But uh, I want to, I want to resurface. It. Ellen DeGeneres had some serious interest in the casinos in Las Vegas. Uh, during the shooting in las vegas ellen degeneres was granted the only interview given by jesus campos one of the security guards the one that was in the heroic gun battle quote-unquote allegedly between paddock and the security where he took 300 fucking rounds and only got a graze to the calf 300 fucking rounds by a light machine gun and you got a scrape of a fucking cap. If you want to believe that, uh, you probably also believe in the fucking moon landing and all this other fucking wacky ass shit. But uh, Ellen DeGeneres was the only person to be able to score Jesus Campos <coughs> for the interview. He declined an interview with every other major news, actual fucking quote unquote news network. But he did it with Ellen DeGeneres? Someone who had a fucking financial interest in the casinos in Las Vegas? Get the fuck out of here. The bitch is corrupt as fuck. Uh, We know that Anne Heche was working on a movie on human trafficking. And curious enough, it's funny how, not funny, but it's fucked up how a lot of these people working on these same genres of movies appear to meet these tragic endings. It's like they don't want the public to know about this fucking shit that's going on. You know, and sorry, my it's, rent it's is over. like any I,
5: celebrity who starts looking into that kind of stuff just mysteriously dies very quickly. It's and, um, fucking crazy, man. It's bananas. It's, it's a craze that like it's just a, a trend, you know, not not craze, but it's it's definitely a trend of like the celebrity will come out and say they're they're doing this work against human trafficking or pedophilia or something, and then they'll turn up dead like, you know, a year later or so, like uh you know, uh, the band Lincoln Park? Mm-hmm. Like, their, their lead singer, Chester Bennington, like, came out and said he was, like, looking into pedophilia and all that and then just um, mysteriously died. Like, suicide in a hotel room. And it's just, like, crazy. Like, I think that got dragged into all the Pizzagate stuff because it happened around the same sort of time. Um, but, you know, I think the one thing sort of... uh the media and that have learned over the last 10 years is that you cannot trust 4chan as a source because like that, that seems to be um an issue with like a lot of the media reports over the last 10 years
4: well you you know that sources like places like that have to have been infiltrated by intelligence i mean once they realize 100%. that there's something going on there um Co-Intel Pro is very real
0: fuck yeah, yeah. fuck yeah Give us the highlights of uh, COINTELPRO for those people that may not know.
4: So COINTELPRO was the FBI program that was used to infiltrate various groups, uh, and basically
1: um, destroy them from within.
4: Yeah, but the same things, you know, COINTELPRO directly might not still be around, but come on, the same programs are definitely still around. Like January sixth. No, it's I, was, I was just example, talking about the origins
0: right? yeah no question the fucking program is still running no fucking question man through the manson murders all that shit man is all connected
5: man i'd wager like antifa and stuff like that is oh, probably yeah. majorly like your, your sort of cia and that
4: yeah and also the, like uh, the, the alleged right-wing organizations like proud boys and uh there's a couple of those, like, come on, those are fucking, eff- they, like, they're, they draw so much attention to themselves, well, uh, and they do ridiculously dumb uh, shit. They have to be fucking <laughs> to Pro.
0: Well, I think we covered it on the Day Zero podcast, but remember what what happened where they fucking pulled over this van full of right-wing racist extremists, and then they pulled <laughs> up, and then they're fucking straight-up military-grade motherfuckers. And they were all masked. They yeah, had, like, that, masks on.
4: It was like, yeah, okay, you, I made the when point, you arrest somebody, like, you don't let them wear a mask.
0: That's yeah, and is, I, so. I, I think I made the point on that show, for those that didn't catch it, but I
4: was like, if, at least
0: make it more fucking realistic. Because these motherfuckers, if you wanted to make it look realistic, you get some fat motherfucker with plumber's ass, um, fucking pubes coming out of his ass crack, and his <laughs> pants halfway down, and he's got a big fucking bubba beer belly, and uh, what? Power? but but every one of these motherfuckers was fit they looked like they'd been in the fucking marines or or some kind of military organization who the fuck actually believed that these motherfuckers were actual right wing extremists absolute fucking no one man the story came and went um it was all horseshit man fucking crisis actors if you will
4: (laughs) yes yes fucking
0: joke dude Yeah, it's funny how they'll show these. I don't even remember the story. What story was it? Weren't they going to some kind of event? I'm trying to remember. I just remember the dudes. I'm like, these motherfuckers are not right wing extremists, man.
5: Well, the interesting thing is, as well, that that's like a documented antifa tactic: is to just bust in a load of masked up guys in the back of U haul trucks to protests. <laughs> but because yep. it was a right wing protest, the media's were like, "Oh, there were right wing protesters." No, I'd, I reckon they were probably black bloc antifa. Would be my my like pick, like you know, they'd they'd be like the the sort of radical anarchist factions. Within the left, that will turn up to the right wing protests to incite things to make them look bad. Like, I think a lot of January 6th front line of protesters were anti for members and not like mm-hmm. uh, Trumpian Proud Boys, um, from what I could see from watching the cameras. But you know, um, the thing is, like,
4: we have the footage of people on the inside of the Capitol. Opening the doors for them, yeah, right? Yeah, Signaling yeah. to the cameras to open the fucking magnetic locks. Yeah. It's like, hey. how do they not just show that at fucking January 6th and be like, okay, you're not guilty, case dismissed, right? It, it doesn't make any sense. That's how you know this is all a fucking, uh, it's a, fucking a kangaroo psy-op. court, what's going psy-op, on. There. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: And, and, oh, man, and it's, the, it's the crazy totally thing political. is that there's still people out there that believe that, oh my gosh, January 6th was an insurrection. It
4: threatens our democracy. Gosh, darn it. And and there's people out there that believe that shit, bro. If what we're experiencing currently is democracy, it's no good. That's all there is to it. I mean, Uh, ultimately, really, what you need is the benevolent dictator. But good luck finding that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell, man. Yeah, the... I stick by what I say, man. It's just we need a fucking revolution because...
4: Yeah, there's no solution. That's why I'm all about the giant meteor.
0: The meteor, yeah. The See, the I don't, don't want a fucking meteor. I, I'm good, man. I still want to fucking... I still want <laughs> to, you know, drop some loads and shit. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to go all out, man. You want to nuke the fucking place. The whole world. I, no, I, I, I wouldn't go there, man. I, I still want to, you It'd know... be
4: instilling hope for future generations a couple billion years from now.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, I still I still want to you know drop some off at the pool and shit but um I don't even know what I'm saying (laughs) Freddie, what you got for us man he got all quiet (laughs) he's like oh my word I I I I don't know how I carried on for quite some time (laughs) I'm a gentleman from London and I fancy a a feast of sorts
5: <laughs> you sort of sound like someone who was born in norway and moved to london as a teenager nah, that's,
0: i'll that take one. that i'll take that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i don't there. sound mexican, mexican.
3: <laughs>
5: are they uh, no, 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 are, are they that.
4: fucking with the farmers out there in the uk
5: um so our farming's really weird over here because most of our stuff's imported anyway but yeah they are like doing things like uh trying to give certain populations grants so they can buy farms. And basically those populations aren't really that interested. So the government is trying to basically bring in a load of woke, um, statistics sort of things. So like if you're, a uh, um, from the, uh, global majority ethnic community, like, uh, you, you can get special grants to, to buy farmland in that. And at the same time, they're suggesting that farmers, um, start converting their land into glamping campsites and stuff like that to save on the environment and save our green space whilst also selling off all of the green space they can to turn into concrete flats like concrete apartment blocks Um, so yeah they are sort of messing with our farmers over here but it's much worse in Europe like in Europe they are fully like destroying
0: the... Bitch you are in Europe what are you talking about? No I mean like the European (laughs) Union man (laughs) I'm just uh,
1: (laughs) The Not, continent, the continent. Yeah, I got you. I got you.
0: <laughs> no, man, it, the that's a weird fucking phenomenon that's going on. All this land's getting bought up. Um,
5: it's World Economic Forum, man. There's, yeah, there's stakeholder yeah. capitalism. There, there are so many of these big corporations that have signed up to the stakeholder capitalism thing that, like, they they're just going to straight up run like the economy into the dirt and start selling us all bugs, like that. That is their plan. I, I think it's
4: hilarious that they're trying to get people to eat bugs. Yes. Like we won't even eat, we won't even eat that fake meat, right? Yeah. They got fake meat from fucking plants and people are rejecting it. They really think they're going to eat shit with bugs? No.
0: Well, th- th- that's why I read that article, you know, on on the YouTube part where they're trying, you know, they're trying to entice it the way even the way the article is written. Oh yeah, it's going to be great flavoring it'll be great (laughs) just eat up and they've been pushing this bug shit for quite some fucking time man and then i'm still trying to make the connection man what's your take on this Corey? but with the fucking these mass herds of fucking beef getting burnt on accident quote unquote these fucking chicken farms getting up in flames in accident quote unquote and all these fucking mass killings of animals that could be feeding us, um, getting genocided, for lack of a better term, and this whole pushing of the fucking bug agenda, man, uh, just to, you know, to cure this fucking quote-unquote climate change, which it's crazy enough, man, that a lot of people, I think, you know, for the longest time, I don't know, we're about the same age, Corey, but when I'm we I'm only kids, 25. Yeah, bullshit. I saw your fucking gray ass hairs, motherfucker. I know you got them gray nut hairs. <laughs> but, you know when we were kids, we were getting pushed this fucking whole deal where you gotta go green, you gotta save the planet, and all and I was all on board for the longest of fucking times. It took me a long fucking time to come around to the fact that the whole thing is a scam. Here for any people that, that are now pissed and, and and upset that I just said the whole green deal is all a fucking scam, hear me out. Here's why I say it's a scam. Because it is not us that is the issue to the planet. It is these fucking corporations that leak well, their fucking toxic garbage into it and never suffer any motherfucking well, repercussions. Well, let me,
4: let me cut you off right there. Let me cut you off right there. You're <laughs> conflating two different concepts. You're conflating climate change and global warming with pollution. Two yeah. different two different things. Right. Like if you're looking right. at climate change and all the things they're saying because the polar ice caps are melting, blah, blah. So the global average temperature has only risen by one degree since 1880. One degree since 1880. That's it. Um, we do have increased CO2 emissions and nitrogen and all this stuff. And guess what? Plants soak that shit up. They need that stuff. If you go into a greenhouse, you'll see sometimes they have these machines that dump co2 into the atmosphere for the plants to absorb it's like super fucking food for plants yeah yeah yeah. it is the whole concept behind global warming is so fucking stupid that those are the people who should be sent to the gallows first
0: (laughs) but that that's the thing that's what i'm trying to get at is a lot of people are coming around um the other day i saw this old it's an old uh debate between christopher hitchens and his brother peter hitchens Weird dynamic of the two brothers. I mean, they're both fucking smart, intellectual motherfuckers. Or were, should I say. But uh, Christopher Hitchens is an atheist, but he believed in the Iraq War. I I, I loved a lot of what he, he said. I fully disagreed with him on the Iraq shit. His brother is a God-believing dude, but was anti-war. And to hear his brother or to hear Christopher Hitchens debate his brother on climate change was quite a fucking gem because Peter Hitchens made the better... While I'll say Chris Hitchens made the better arguments on religion, Peter Hitchens made the better arguments on climate change. Basically saying the whole fucking climate change agenda is a fucking sham. It's a money-making fucking Ponzi scheme. And the funny thing is, even Christopher Hitchens said while i don't fully endorse what you're saying i i kind of do agree with you that it's being propped up as something that's a huge fucking crisis which it is not and uh i am seeing that more and more lately a lot of people questioning uh the whole fucking climate change and 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 going green type of bullshit man i think a lot of people are waking up little by little i don't know what, what your thoughts are on that
5: well in London they're trying to straight up make it the most unfriendly city in Europe to cars. Like they' they're, tra- they're um, using pollution as a way to sort of um, justify in effect, they want to put all of the cars onto about free roads and then like all- everywhere else is going to be like uh, only for for bikes and, and people basically. and uh, they're, they're rolling it out across the whole UK now. Um, they're trying to make it hostile to drive big cars and stuff now.
0: Well, even with the and, um, e- even with the COVID shit, that 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 kind of ties in with the the COVID agenda with the lockdowns. What do yeah, we keep yeah, on people- hearing?
5: climate lockdowns man they keep yeah the dolphins
0: are back in the rivers look at all these the fucking the flowers are blooming in people's buttholes all this shit was just getting promoted like lockdowns were the greatest thing that ever fucking happened and to me that is all part of the fucking agenda that's being played out
4: yep exactly
5: I mean, like, in the UK, we found out that our Prime Minister was having parties during lockdown of, like, 20, 30 people getting pissed. And, like, um, he, they, like, had a party the day before Prince Philip's funeral, like, the Queen's husband and stuff like that. Like, So I, I think in the UK, there's this unanimous feeling of, like, well, if they're not going to do it, then we're not going to do it. And that's sort of why we can't go back into co- COVID lockdowns. But I worry for next year after the election when we have a left wing government, whether they'll just snap their fingers and put us all straight back into lockdown.
4: So that reminds me of uh what is going on with that prime minister in Finland? Having sex parties, titties <laughs> hanging out, like videos of her like dancing with all her friends. What is going on over there? Is she a freak or what?
0: Hey, man, she, she only lets you put it in when you get in, you know what I'm
4: saying?
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, all these motherfuckers, they <coughs> it, it, it's all a facade, man. You see these motherfuckers, politicians, they put on like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> we bring forth the new commandments. And, and, and you get this image that these you know, they're all prim and proper and all that. Yeah, they're all motherfucking freaks, man. And probably most of them are fucking pedos as well. Uh, it's no fucking secret. It, it's basically a, an open secret, man. You you see these motherfuckers with these little scandals. And, and the ones that they don't like, they get outed. But every single one of these motherfuckers is the same fucking deal. But they've f- fallen in line. They've obeyed. They've kissed the wrist and um yeah they they don't get outed the ones that get outed are the ones that aren't in compliance man but all these motherfuckers are freaks yeah, would you say not? Yeah, they are would would you would you disagree
4: no sir, I would not disagree <laughs> <laughs> oh, did he do a good one Freddy <laughs>
5: Yeah, that was like kind of good, but was-
0: <laughs> Hell yeah, we got we got Freddie from Alabama over here in the motherfucking house. <laughs> oh, that's that's fucking wild, bro. No man, it, it
4: just Dude, that's
5: just what all Americans sound
0: like, <laughs> <by
4: the way. laughs> like. You know, I always thought it was weird growing up how like. British singers would sing and they sound American when they're singing. Like, what happens to accents when people sing? They just fucking... The yeah, middle, middle vacation. I never What's understood that?
0: that either. Like, <laughs>
4: so that's basically. that's a good thing.
0: Every time I heard a British... Like, they'd be singing like, oh, yeah, that's, that's some good shit right there. Hey, but when I was performing, I was so <laughs> shocked. I'm like, what the fuck? where the <laughs> fuck did that come from are you, which one are you faking were you faking your singing voice or are you faking it now you know your interview voice. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here explain that freddie what the fuck is going on there
5: well generally if you want to break america in any form of entertainment you have
4: to have an american accent like oh so, my god i can't yeah, imagine if, imagine if it we went the other way and we had to fake a british accent to sell records holy shit that's yeah yeah
0: you're trying to sing a jam and you gotta fake a british accent like <laughs> <laughs> what, what would be a good jam, like, transposed to fucking English accent? um, uh, Fucking some R. Kelly shit. No, that sounds too American. I'm trying to think of one that would sound straight up British. Nah, no, it's just, I never understood that either. I'm like, what the fuck? Same thing with the fucking acting. You get these fucking actors that, the whole fucking time you're watching this series, I'm trying to, there's an actor that I have in mind. She's Australian. This whole fucking time I watched five seasons of this bitch and she sounds American. And then I see her on some fucking uh, interview and she's speaking in her
4: Australian accent. You fucking lied to me, man. What the I fuck? I know, like like it's it sho- betrayed. It shows up in porn too, man. It's this porn star I fucking love. And then I saw her in the interview and she had like an Australian accent. I'm like, what? You just fucking destroyed my universe.
0: (laughs) 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 Bro, (laughs) you're like, I liked your American accent so much better. You just you just killed my boner. <laughs> well, the nah, worst man. thing
5: is, right, like, I'm a am a Marvel fan, I'm into all the, like, the Marvel superheroes and stuff, so I'm I'm slowly watching the death of my favorite cinematic universe through like oh. turning woke But like the worst thing is you've taken all of our best actors, you've got Tom Holland, Benedict Cumberbatch, all of them playing Americans. And you've got one like, Benedict British Come superhero.
4: on her back. Is that his name? <laughs> On back. Yeah. Uh, even when he tries, you can still sense the Britishness of him.
5: Oh, yeah, his American accent is terrible. You should just <laughs> let him be
4: British Doctor Strange. Like, <laughs> he's,
5: such, he's such a good actor. And you're making him do an American accent. It comes across
4: like Borat being
5: American Steve. <laughs>
4: now, that reminds like can... me, um, I'm gonna be doing uh, I'm gonna be doing some movie reviews uh with my boy XCube420 on his new YouTube channel. And the first thing we're reviewing is Marvel's uh, She-Hulk attorney at law, which is probably one of the most horrendous offensive things I've ever seen uh, on television. It is that bad. So
5: See, I'm... Um- I went into it with the opinion that it was going to be that bad, and um, I think so I went into it with a really low expectation, I'm pleasantly enjoying it, because I think the feminism has been limited to about 20 seconds. That is true, and, um, but even as the storyline
4: goes, they rushed. I feel like they rushed everything, like that first episode oh, yeah, 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 should yeah. have been like three episodes worth of building, you know? Um,
5: yeah, I think it's because they really want to get this across as a legal show. Like that's what what they're trying to make. This is they want it to be like law and order on Disney plus, but it's just she Hulk with all the superheroes. Like they think this is where they're going to make the money on the streaming service. Like this is the first one they developed actively for Disney plus. Like, so that's my theory. And it looks like they might be setting up world war Hulk as a solo film later on, which can only be a good thing.
4: What? Yeah. uh, I'm like, uh, it is uh i was i was offended by the thin premise like just a little bit of blood on a cut i mean they should have done something like she got in the crash right then they get rushed to the hospital and then he has matching blood type so they give a transfusion right that would have been a better fucking storyline right (laughs) that would have made more fucking sense than just he drips some blood in her cut give me a fucking break like they just cut so many corners
5: my response to that would be, right, that that's her storyline in the comics and the Bruce Banner in the comics is a fucking psychopath. Whereas, like, Bruce Banner in the MCU is so concerned about his blood, he destroyed an entire, like, um what is it, like, Fanta factory in Mexico because there was one drop of his blood in there. Right, that's right, the right. He would have given her a blood transfusion without ruining, like, without
4: actively turning him to into, like, Psychopath Banner from the comics. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, you know, I, I always like, I always want to call him David Banner, because uh, way back in the day, with the original Hulk TV show with Lou Ferrigno, they, yeah, yeah, they yeah. wouldn't um, call him Bruce Banner, because they thought Bruce was too gay of a name. So. Yeah, well,
5: after Bruce, Bruce Wayne <laughs> in the 1960s Batman show, can you blame them? <laughs> yeah, not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they uh it's it's Hulk is one of my favourite properties and She Hulk was the first comic book I ever bought. Um for for obvious reasons. And um it's, it's I'm really hoping they don't turn her into like a feminist nightmare of a character and that they go with like you know, She Hulk in the comics was more like a deadpool in today's universe than a sort of a Hulk counterpart like but I genuinely think they want to make it like a Law and order show and do like 20 episode seasons of this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I didn't think it was too bad. I mean, like, it wasn't like Miss Marvel. Did where you they guys just watch that?
0: Me being British for like six episodes. Did you guys watch that uh, That prequel, I, I suppose, from uh, Predator? With I know. Uh, using Native Americans? Uh, no, really-
4: I, I, I didn't. It's funny because, like, I, I use Cody and I steal all my new movies. That's right? where I so, watched it, motherfucker. <laughs> so I went. To, I, I clicked on the link for Prey, right, to watch that. And it yeah, ended yeah, up, yeah, yeah. I ended up watching it. It was like a different movie called Prey came up, and I didn't know it for the first like 20 minutes. Uh,
0: and, and so I was like, fuck it, let it, me watch it on other Cody. Movie. I, I, I can verify it's on Cody because I watched all it right. on fucking Cody. But I, I I won't ruin it for you, but they, it's okay. It's
4: woke as it gets, isn't
0: it? But it's they fucking woked the fuck out of it, man.
4: And, so, and that's the thing man. I don't get. Like they're pushing this like need to have these strong female characters, like yeah. it's never happened before. Like fuck you, like what, what about what Ripley makes... from Aliens or Sarah Connor from Terminator or like even Janeway from fucking Star Trek Voyager, right? Like there have been goddamn strong women characters for fucking ever in media. Okay, it's like they're trying to convince people it's they're never happened before. It. Like yeah, fuck they're, the fuck they're, off.
0: Th- that's what pisses me off. Is there? forcing it they're jamming it if you want to watch a motherfucking movie you're gonna swallow this fucking dick and i have titties to go along with it you know what i'm saying like i don't want that <laughs> shit i just want a they, fucking um... movie
4: hey did you did you did you see the comment from have there used Uh-oh. to be a movie back in the 70s called chatterbox a lady's veg talks back to her
0: <laughs> <laughs> i gotta check that out i have to check it out Fucking Hev Yeah Hev 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 is a sweetie Uh, Yeah she Dude she got cancelled She had 40,000 subs on YouTube And she got her Fucking channel taken down So To have Hev On My Little Measly Humble channel. Hev is here week in and week out. She she was a monster on fucking YouTube, man. And they fucking took her out because she was dropping truth bombs. You drop truth bombs, you get X'd out. So much love to you, Miss Hev. I, you know I love you. Uh, but yeah, she... Uh, and she's from Australia. so uh, She is, in fact, my favorite
5: Australian. Full stop.
0: Yeah, yeah, she's a badass. But yeah, man, it's... it's the way they're forcing this fucking woke agenda man it's it's fucking ridiculous man and it's pissing people off i i think they think they're doing a good deed you know what's funny i said charlie robinson uh a thread because he talks about the latinx and how uh latinos we don't like the latinx bullshit um i i showed him a thread this uh this mexican-american group uh facebook Group said, "Like, don't fucking call us Latinx." Basically saying, "Fuck that shit." And you read all the comments up and down the motherfucking comments. Everyone's like, "Yeah, fuck this shit. This is put on us by white liberals, uh by these wokesters. Uh, they're they're trying to infiltrate us and all this shit." And Charlie just thought it was hilarious because he's he's brought it up a couple times. But again, man, it's this wokeism trying to get they're fucking feeding everywhere they fucking can even in 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 the fucking latin communities oh yeah we're gonna use latinx for you guys and you're gonna love it uh you will owe nothing and you will love it fuck
3: that shit
0: we're not latinx get the fuck out of here with that shit
5: the latest one for <laughs> us is we're uh we're wasp white uh-huh. anglo-saxon protestant but what's really amusing about Wasps? that? wasps white anglo-saxon protestants A because fucking they've got bug, so huh? intersectional that they A can't f- just say the british anymore because they don't want to insult the scottish and irish so like now and it's to me y'all like, are
0: fucking white people man just get along with the white yeah, on white yeah. violence but bro. what's
5: interesting about that right is um, the saxon period ended around um, sort of 1000 common era was when the Anglo-Saxon period ended, and the Protestant Church didn't start till Henry VIII in the 1600s. <laughs> so white Anglo-Saxon Protestants have never existed. There were white Anglo-Saxon Catholics, and there were white Anglo-Saxon pagans, but there was never white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. Like <laughs> it's out by about 600 years.
4: Yeah, like, little, yeah, you know, but they were able to make that cool little little wasp, you know, title yeah, for exactly. it. It was <laughs> like a cohesive <laughs> word. <laughs> dude it's, like the patriot act funny, right like it. they just came, they had to have that perfect word right Same let, let me ask
0: you let me ask you guys this i've been thinking about this a lot i see the term and it it, it kind of irks me and, and you may have a little different perspective Freddie. but um the term fucking patriot gets tossed around like it, you know <laughs> We need to arm these patriots. Come on, patriots. It's your duty now. And I personally feel this may be controversial. This may hurt someone's feelings. I don't know. I'm just going to speak what I feels. And I'm a little buzz and whatnot. So I, I, I just gave a preface, a caveat. Uh, but I'm not a fucking patriot. Because to me, being a patriot is... You agree with this fucking system that has taken place. And I'm not down with it. I'm I'm leaning more towards an anarchist mindset where we don't fucking need a government to tell us that we can harvest this kind of food or we can harvest fucking rainwater and not get taxed for it. Fuck all that shit. Do we really need a fucking institution to tell us this fucking shit? fuck all governments I don't believe in it I'm not a fucking patriot
4: well some people would argue that really being a patriot is more about uh, the people and the culture that you live in right so if you look at it from that perspective you you are a patriot but the system is uh, uh, corrupted uh, the notion thus far you see what I'm trying to say
0: I get what you say, but to me, the corruption started at the very beginning, man. The very first American conspiracy was the Newburgh conspiracy, where we are told that George Washington, the great George Washington, squashed the conspiracy right on its feet, man, because the bankers were going to take control of the newly formed republic because at that point in time right after we kicked uh freddie looper Call's ass ass his ancestors <laughs> right after we wh- whooped their ass the red coats.
5: hey man that was just the first round we beat the fuck out of you guys in 1812
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know r- according to the legend the accepted official story do you know anything about the Newbury conspiracy
4: Corey? No, I don't.
0: Yeah, th- this is what, when I've done my little digging into the earliest American conspiracies, the Newburgh conspiracy is the earliest one. And the official story states that George, w- you know, there was the soldiers, the revolutionary soldiers weren't getting paid what they were promised to fight the British and all this bullshit. And there was all this chaos. There was even threats of revolts. And the bankers came in and were like, hey, you know, uh we'll we'll fucking take care of you guys and uh the conspirators were caught george washington the great american icon and hero squashed that fucking conspiracy right in his track and stopped the bankers from taking over the new republic as a conspiracy theorist and damn proud of it that i am that never fucking happened the bankers took fucking place and we were just fed this bullshit that George Washington stopped these fucking bankers from taking over. These motherfuckers took it over, and we've been hijacked ever since. So, therefore, fuck this patriot, patriotic bullshit. It's all a fucking sham. It's just feel-good fairy tales. Uh, it's all a fucking sham. Look into the Newberg conspiracy, and you'll see what I say.
4: I understand what you're saying.
0: So, as um, an Englishman,
5: I'd say I'm probably a patriot but as a as a british person as in like the british government um i'd say i'm not a patriot but the difference is that like being english there isn't actually we don't have a parliament or a government so in effect the way it works in the uk is that we have one parliament for britain which has got representatives from england ireland wales and scotland in it right but then there was a Devolution of Powers Act in the year 2000 that gave Scotland, Ireland, and Wales their own parliaments that vote on their laws. But they also have members in Westminster. So the English don't actually get to vote on English laws. Like the Scottish, Irish, Welsh, and English vote on the English laws. So we're in a, an odd situation. Like I'd say I am a patriot. I would like to see the formation of an English parliament. And, um, that way I think we could get a lot of sort of a lot more done as a country. Um, but in terms of being a Patriot for like the United Kingdom, um, like I wouldn't say I'm a a Patriot there. I actually think that we need, um, a referendums in all four of the constituent States of the United Kingdom to see if we keep the union together once, um, the queen You know, passes on. I don't think we should have a succession. I think we should have a referendum.
4: I still think the giant meteor is the best solution.
0: (laughs) 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 Fuck, man. Yeah, we're all fucked.
4: See, it has to be natural. It can't be like um, a a man made disaster. Can't be, you know, some Dr. Evil killed us all. No, it's got to be nature doing it. That's the only way I feel good about it.
5: Yeah, fair enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's but, uh, it's it's interesting how the whole, you, you know, the just bringing it back to the COVID to wrap things up. Uh just so Charlie had a, I'm gonna have him on on Thursday. I'm still debating it, so maybe I'll do a poll on YouTube to see if you guys want that live or not because it's gonna be 7 p.m. my time. Which yeah, definitely gonna, do it. Yeah, it's going to be fucking late as fuck. Um, UK time. Let's see, it's five-hour difference, so if it's at 7 p.m., it'd be 8, 9, 10, 11, definitely 12. It's only a
4: five-hour difference to the UK? Yeah,
0: yeah. From from here, from Florida.
4: Freddie, is it midnight there?
0: Uh, Yeah, just gone.
4: Just oh, gone. no
0: shit. Yeah, five-hour... I know, I know my fucking peeps, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Some of the motherfuckers that hate me, that that were the fuckers that made me lose my fucking glorious channel, where we used to have fucking 600 fucking people in a live stream, bro. 600 fucking people, man. But some of those motherfuckers were like, I don't know how this American can come over here. We need virtual borders. He needs to stay over there. I'm like, bitch, it's the worldwide fucking internet. I can spout my fucking ghetto ass anywhere the fuck I want. But yeah, they, they, they wanted to digitally deport my ass, bro. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. You, you saw that, Freddie, right? Well, it, it
5: is quite funny, but it's, uh, you know, I imagine it's incredibly frustrating for somebody wishing to uh, have you dealt with by the Fort police that you live in the US and you're immune to all prosecution in that department. Yeah. Um, like because uh it, it is just every day now, people are getting arrested for things they said on Twitter.
0: Like yeah. it's you Yeah, know, you guys had that report, that like, thing a couple of weeks ago where that guy uh made a Nazi flag with the fucking the LGBT oh, flag. <laughs> Get the so fuck out of here.
5: What what's even crazier about that, right, is he didn't make that meme. He retweeted it. Yeah, yeah. So it was actually made by a guy called Lawrence Fox, who's a politician and an actor who, um he ran for Mayor of London. Like, I, I voted for him, man. Uh, being that he's got some points on that, the free speech laws. And, um, you know, he's a, he's a sort of, his party's a very sort of one-trick party. Like, they just want to get rid of the hate crime legislation and bring free speech into effect. And, like, what worries me is what else they would do in power, but they they seem to be a legit political group, and he just took the uh you know the new progress flag the like rainbow flag with the chevrons
0: by Corey. <laughs> Corey just bounced. Oh
5: damn, man!
0: No, he's good though. <laughs> and, That's uh, the Corey they, way.
5: Fair enough, man. Um, but, but yeah, like, and he he just put three copy and pasted ones next to the original one, rotated at ninety degrees, and turned the chevrons into a a swastika but it is just four of the progress flag on a jpeg image and then uh he tweeted that with the the caption new profile pic like a sort of edgy mm. politician guy and this is like an army veteran who's um just retweeted it that's all he did was repost it and he yeah. got arrested for that Fuck, man. but like it's it's crazy man like because there's two ways to affect the law here like as well more to the point there's two ways to affect the way that um the average cop on the street will behave right so like you can either take your law to your mp get them to get it all the way through the parliamentary process over the course of about three years and then eventually it'll get written into law or you can just go to this thing called the college of policing which is one of our institutions it trains all the police and it advises all of the police in the country And you can campaign them. So what's happened is we've got um, an organization called Stonewall that advises all of these institutions that's very pro-trans rights, pro-self-ID, pro-transitioning two-year-olds. Like that was one of their recent tweets um, that they got a load of flack for and then deleted. But anyway... So, and they've advised the College of Policing on the hate crime laws on how to deal with the hate crimes, right? And the hate crimes are what this specific group of people, be it trans, gay, bi, Muslim, yeah. like there, there is a whole uh, disabled, there's a whole list of them. If one of these groups complains and says they feel you have targeted them because they're a member of this group, um, they they come and visit you. And that, that's not happened because of like... A change in the law, it's happened because of a change in guidance set out by a um like a police training college. God
3: damn.
0: Yeah, no thanks.
5: <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like if they um taught you guys how to burn books at fire school. Yeah. And um like they didn't have to legislate that into law because a group of people just went to your fire Academy and asked the fire Academy to start teaching you guys to do it that way. You, you know what I mean? To spray petrol instead of water onto the fire. Like it. It's, it's a weird thing.
0: Do you have and, any hope uh,
5: for that kind of shit? So I have some hope. We we've got some pushback here. Um, We've got more pushback than in the US. So um, we're we're referred to by people in the US as Turf Island now. um, Because we've got quite aggressive. So a Turf is the trans exclusionary radical feminists. So they're like feminists that are against trans women. And um, they're like very demonized by the left wing. Uh, You can get counseled like JK Rowling. She's being counseled for being a Turf. Right? so um it's it's that world view of like uh you know the sort of middle-aged mum level women who don't understand kind of the the gender um uh gender radicalism of today and uh it's sort of them pushing back and uh they're in the uk and they're just eating up the hate crimes in order of like protesting they see themselves as like these true feminist crusaders but it's it's a really interesting thing because in the U S you wouldn't even get to the point where you can get on the news. Like, uh, here the news is quite, um, like our media won't just have like a trans activist on, they'll have like a trans activist and generally now they'll have more of like a, a balanced viewpoint, like a counter point, like within a couple of days, they'll have, uh, someone else on there. Who's not like a trans radicalist um like we've got quite a lot of pushback going on here and that that sort of gives me hope but at the same time we've got such a like m- um monopoly of like these institutions that can just advise the government that people are evil and then the government acts on it Like that's what it comes down to there's there's a bunch of them that can just uh put out a statement and say this thing is a fact and the government will just listen to them regardless of whether it's true or not, or whether the sources are are true. Like it's, it's very weird. Like the situation we're in. And, um, the, the worst thing is like, you, you can't even vote to change it in the UK. Like we already have the right wingers in the houses of parliament. We're still in a radically left wing society and the right wingers have been in parliament for like since 2010. So we we know it's not like a parliamentary thing that's causing the shift towards the left. It's it's something else. Like it, yeah. it can't be voted out because the only option to get the current government out is to vote in the left wing party and just sort of see where the roller coaster takes us, I guess. But if Canada's anything to go by, it doesn't look good.
0: Well. Wow. Yeah, the whole thing fucking scares me dude it's just getting worse and worse all over the place even in these so-called free republics it's all bullshit
5: the recent thing in the uk is that they're starting to say use the line that um saying that you're in favor of freedom of speech is a right-wing political talking point so, what that means is now, if I say, "Hey guys, what about freedom of speech?" I get the response of "Shut up Nazi, which is uh or you know shut up racist or you're you're angry at council culture because you've obviously been canceled like it's it's very weird because ultimately I haven't been cancelled like I try and always keep myself intellectual and not be offensive um you know what i mean and that's sort of where where i try and uh keep myself steady because at the end of the day i have to self-censor in the uk because it is a legal issue here yeah like we're not quite at the level of like north korea where we can't talk to people internationally in that but we're not allowed to like if i went off on one on here about somebody in particular and that somebody reported it to the police, I could be in trouble. Like there's no two ways about it. That could come back on me. You know what I mean? So you yeah. just have to sort of bear it in mind and not, you know, go off on people. No matter how much you want to, you know what I mean? Like, dude, I'm going to have, I think it's, go ahead. I think it's saying that, uh, Americans really need to appreciate is your freedom of speech because it's horrible when you don't have it.
0: Yeah, um, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have a uh, Ian Davis on Tuesday. It'll be seven o'clock your guys' time.
5: Oh, nice man. Two
0: p.m. Eastern. We're gonna do it live, but Ian Davis. His take on the whole situation is a very interesting one and one that resonates with myself, where essentially he's saying that the Western countries, U.S., Europe, have their version of totalitarianism that they're trying to push. The Russians have their flavor of it. The Chinese have their flavor of it. So in the end, it just comes down to what flavor is going to win out. But at the end of the day, they all are pushing for the same fucking thing, you know? And I agree with him 100% with that shit. Do you... How how do you feel about that?
5: I think that um, when your president Nixon decided to open up China to the West and try and have the West influence China, I think he didn't appreciate that that would go both ways. And like, we have been heavily sliding towards like, um, the, the sort of techno authoritarian state of China for a really long time now. And, um, I think it will get to the point where like, you know, I I sadly don't see a way that like, the world won't go the World Economic Forum route at this point. Like, at at this point, I genuinely think they might have corrupted enough people that that just is the way the West is going to go now. Like, when they're at the point of, you know, over 50% of most Western countries' cabinets are members of the World Economic Forum. Like, at that point, they have enough power to, like, start doing properly big changes internationally. And um, I think, like, you know, well, my my goal is to try and get off grid, man, and just sort of be self-sufficient. So I'm not attached to, like, some grid where the government can turn off my, like, electricity. But I do think we're heading that way. Like, and it's, it's all going to be very sneaky, so there'll be no pushback to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, our government recently brought in, like, a uh, energy energy bill they got through parliament and um, one of the clauses in it is that like they reserve the right to uh, they so they want you to plug your electric vehicle in every night like whenever you're plugged whenever it's parked at home you're supposed to have it plugged in and the government reserves the right to drain your electric car battery to feed it back into the national grid so Basically, that means if lockdown happens, they can just drain all the electric car batteries. No one can drive anywhere. Fuck. (laughs) Yeah, and this is, and you know, like, I haven't had a chance to read through it, but I'm sure your uh, anti-inflation bill in that 500 pages, there's probably a lot of stuff like that. That just has sort of been passed into, into law, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't really read into it much, but uh, yeah, it's fucking nuts. Man, Apparently, honestly, did you hear about this? That they're going to try and push forced vaccinations on college kids to be able to attend university.
5: Yeah, and I reckon what they'll the be able fuck? to do it. Yeah, man, and I reckon they'll be able to do it. The The universities are massively left-wing and massively places of, like, scientific learning, right? So if you're going to get any people that are pro-science, like, that are going to be pro The Fauci effect, bro.
0: The Fauci effect. <laughs> like,
5: basically, like, university campuses are the most left-wing place, right? Because it's all young people and people that are permanent academics that are in that environment. So, like, it is a very left-wing environment. And I think that if, if forced vaccinations go ahead anywhere, it's going to be the places where it's like a left-wing monoculture. And from what I can see of, uh, the American university system, your, uh, colleges appear to be very much a monoculture. Yeah. Like, uh, it seems in America, like, uh, your unis are sort of very much a pipe winter, uh, pipeline to sort of left-wing radical thinking.